And the very first YouTube video I clicked on, you know, like uh, the law firms, you know, it's like, do you have mesothelioma, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one was like, hello, we're from yada, yada, yada. And I'm just sitting there waiting for five seconds, six seconds, come seven on, seconds, on, seconds skip. <laughs> and it's like, do you purchase video games on Steam? I was like, oh, oh, it's me. And, then, <laughs> and it's oh like, there, it's like, there's Is a Steam the antitrust for, like claims going oh, on no. and it's oh, like if really? you if you buy it's like steam has a monopoly on play on pc games on the digital market and if you no they don't uh, you can give <laughs> um, their money origin? i think it's already been it's, i think it's already <laughs> been done i think Epic? i think you just or, need to sign do the form and get yeah money. It's, that's usually what it is usually it's like just put your email in or something i did they had a thing like that here with like one of the huge grocery store chains they were they were screwing with people with the price of bread of all things what? apparently for years and they were, nice they were fixing the prices like fixing the market oh, essentially God. and they gave every like literally everybody in the country could put their email in and you could get i think it was 20 bucks and the company had to pay it <laughs> that's not that's nothing stupid. 20 bucks for like 45 million email? people is a lot of money man i was yeah. like hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just well, I want I, to create an email account just to rip them off even more. <laughs> like, screw you guys. <laughs> I think they were saying specifically that this isn't a uh, class action. Yeah, yeah, class action. I think you have to make specific one lawsuit per person kind of thing. Uh, uh, it's definitely harder to get the get the money then. Yeah, they want you to become one of their clients. That's what they want. Well, <laughs> I, I saw rumors. I don't remember where I saw this, but it was about. Uh, possibly steam reopening refunds on purchases you have made like way back in the past so you can oh. refund a game that you you know played five years ago and are never going to play again and you can refund it back for what you paid for it you oh, know man. they would lose much money uh microsoft was trying to do that at the beginning oh. of the xbox one generation they were trying uh. to get they were trying to kill the used game market you remember the whole like this is how we sh share games on playstation oh, yeah, yeah well uh, the reason why that was so hilarious is because Xbox was trying to DRM physical copies of games to kill the used game market, but they were they were doing that in, in one of the ways that one of the plus sides of that was that since uh, it was going to be mostly all digital, that you would be able to trade your games in for a reduced for like a percentage, just oh, like I you do in that, the used man. game market. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like I have a th I have a thousand four hundred games on my Xbox. <laughs> I can sell. How many fucking games could I get? Even if they gave me GameStop prices for these fucking games, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Even if they gave you two bucks or a dollar per one, like you're 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 gonna get something. You're gonna get more out of it, honestly, at this point because there's so yeah. many that you're never gonna touch again. Yeah. And I remember when the Xbox, all this stuff was coming out, and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. I was just in my own bubble, like, okay, cool. I've already been buying bunches of, like, I could get rid of the dishwasher and get paid for that. You know what I mean? Like, all these <laughs> oh, stupid God. arcade games. But, um, anyway, let's start the show. <laughs> let's start the all show. Right. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience, then relate to you, the listener, if this game is the creme de la creme of co-op, or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. Philip, where have you been? You're 30 minutes late. 30 minutes late? Okay, well, based on your supposed messaging, I'm an hour and 30 minutes late. Well, yeah, but that was fine. We just pushed it. Me and Dave, we have a guest, Dave from Remember 64. We have just been talking for an hour and a half in Zengaster, just hanging out, shooting the shit. 
we are shooting the shit and having a good time with it's all good so it'd be, be an hour and a half late be 45 minutes it's all good man we got it covered you're all right phil don't worry <laughs> oh well yeah, thanks been- i i really wasn't worried for the record Okay, okay, good, good, good. Trading YouTube video. Well, by the way, Phil was like, why didn't you just start the show? And I was like, yeah. I don't know how to start the show, Philip. I don't know oh how to God. do that. You you used to. Back in year one, we would take turns starting the show. I've since given up. Anyways, Dave from Remember 64 is here. And yep. one, one thing notable about your show, before I ask you to explain it, is that you do talk about Nintendo 64 games. And specifically when we got kind of like when we first brushed against each other in the Internet space, I was like, man, I, I love the Nintendo 64. Everyone does. It's it's a sweetheart console for a lot of people. I definitely want to be on this guy's show. So I'm like, quick, what games has he covered? And I just go through the list. and I'm like, damn, he's, he's already done this one. He's already done this. One. He's already done. Star Fox 64 <laughs> is good. Uh, Kirby and the Crystal Shards. Oh, God, there's just he's just hit every major game that like i oh god just star fox 64 i remember i would like leave the console on just so it wouldn't clear my 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 run and so it would just be on all night and i'd be laying there in bed i'd look over and see the red glow coming from the 64 <laughs> knowing that like man i'm in i'm so close to defeating andros like i'm like and this is like the true ending because of course there's like five different endings to that game depending on how you play anyways how about you tell us about your show dave no it's, it's all good and and you know what you you mentioned like the the big hitter titles like that i I purposely did that at the beginning to sort of get some of those out of the way because there's a lot. I mean, obviously, like with any console cycle, there's going to be a lot of games that you need to get through, like literally hundreds. Not sure I'm going to play every single Sesame Street game that's out there, for example, or whatever. But you know what? I'm going to try and we're going to get through as many as we can. So I got some of the heavy hitters out of the way. And now, you know, Star Fox, we haven't hit as of this recording. We haven't hit Star Fox yet. But oh, Smash and Mar- and Super Mario and, and like you said, Kirby those, those tanks, ones are sort of South yeah Park. exactly yeah like there's there's tons like just played um uh buck bumble for the first time and that was a very great surprise i love that mission impossible was one that i played last year that i seem to remember not being very good and now that i played it i'm like you know what it's not a great like perfectly made game but shit this thing is fun it has so many cool ideas uh, it's serious while also being a little bit meta at the same time, a little, little like Easter eggs in it. Um, anyways, but the show is, yes, Remember 64. And um, I'm just going through the library of the Nintendo 64, essentially. I want to revisit a lot of games because I think my experience with the console is uh, thus far with people that I've had on the show, including Nave and with a lot of others, and presumably in the future as well, is the 64 is very much a two to four player experience for a lot of people growing up. So you have the Mario parties, you have the Mario Kart, you know, Rugrats. You, you have Rugrats, oh sure. You know, you, whatever you whatever you had, man. Turok? Or what did you guys play? Yes, we played Turok. Played the first yeah. Turok. Yeah. That was exactly. the that was the question on all of the regular listeners of Gaming Together's heads was yeah. did Nave get to gush about Turok finally? <laughs> yeah. And and I've already tapped you for Turok too. It's it's happening. Don't worry. Sometime this Ooh. year we are definitely doing it. So and I'm excited because there's also a version on Steam you could play too. So there's different yeah. ways you could play it now, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, so so the reason why I kind of wanted to go through the library is because there's so many games that one I didn't know existed, even though I had the console and loved it, and had a lot of people I knew that had it as well. But two, like I never played them. Like I didn't even I I knew what Buck Bumble was based on its art, based on the the, the <laughs> like the what the cartridge looked like. I don't know what this game was. I played it and it was freaking awesome. It was great. So I, I I'm doing it a little bit for myself. It's a little bit self-serving, but hopefully people enjoy listening to it as well. <laughs> 
All the best podcasts are self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing this for us, dear listeners. That's it. <laughs> All right. So we are a cooperative gaming podcast. And this week we're going to be talking about Hot Wheels Unleashed. But before we get there, let's talk about the games we've been playing this week in our, our solo play. So, Nave, what have you been Wait, playing? The question. Oh, you're right. I jumped right ahead. Sorry, Dave. But do you have a notable co-op memory you'd like to share with our dear listeners at home? I do. Uh, this this takes us back to, I want to say, I think it's 2002. I'm not sure if the game came out in 2002. It may have come out in 2001. It's kind of how sports titles work, where they sort of, the year yeah, before. the year before. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was probably in 2001. Maybe we're doing this experience in 2002 at the time, or even later, because we played the hell out of NHL hits. I don't know if you guys ever played yeah. these, but arcade three on three EA action stuff like yeah blitz is great and everything but I'm sorry NHL hits 2002 is one of the best sports games ever made and you could create your own team from scratch you could be a terrible team you can have you know goofy logo goofy <laughs> name uh you can re you can name the whole roster you can make them look however you know they were able to let you look at the time me and my brother did that, and we decided to, after months and months of playing this game and loving it and everything, we would play it together. We would co-op in, in the basement, and we would sit in front of the original Xbox, and we would play on the hardest difficulty and try to win a tournament without, without stopping. So that was our weekend goal for this weekend, and it was honestly so difficult. And, you know, okay. this is when you... Yeah, like this is when you have Twitch skills. This is when you're good at playing video games. I'm in my mid-30s now. I'm not good at playing video games anymore. I just really <laughs> enjoy them. Um so if I did this now, there's no way I'd make it past the first game. I'd get my ass kicked, like no problem. So we, you play it together. You play two out of the three three characters on the ice. And, um, you know, we're sort of, you sort of get like equipment to upgrade your guys and whatever. And we we came down to the finals of this tournament that I think we set as like 30 or 32 teams. Like it was massive. Oh God. Yeah. So we like, we, we went through the gauntlet. It wasn't like, oh, six teams, let's go. It was huge. Um, and it took us all like all Saturday or Sunday, whichever day we ended up playing. And it went to like double or triple overtime or something in the finals. And we committed, like, if we lose, we're starting from the beginning. Like that was our goal. Like that's what was going to happen the entire time. Damn. And I think this might've been our third go through. Like we may have made it a couple games or whatever. So it's like double or triple overtime. It's tied like two, two or three, three, something like that. And we won. We won. My, my brother scored a goal. I, I think it was like, you know, classic one timer with those arcade hockey games. And uh, we had our basement was very low ceilings. And because it was like an older what used to be like a farmhouse at the time. And then my parents sort of redid the basement so we could have our space to play video games, essentially. And um, we jump up into the air and one of the Xbox controllers hits the ceiling and there's like this hole. <laughs> <laughs> in the ceiling it, it, you know it wasn't massive it's not like yeah, you can like yeah, fit your head through little. it or something yeah but enough that was like definitely noticeable for sure and mm -hmm. um and it was always there my parents had that house for another i want to say 10 to 12 years and my dad is very much a like mr fix at everything and that was the one thing he never touched and i don't know why but we put our mark on that house, essentially, is what happened. So <laughs> it was it's triumphant. Fantastic. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, when you brought up the ceiling being low, I was really hoping that was the direction that the yeah. store was going. Yeah. Because I, was... so many times, especially after a long podcasting session, I'll stand up, like, I'll start stretching and I'll raise my hands up and my fucking knuckles will hit yeah. the ceiling fan right above me. And yep. it is like, it is, oh, you know, because you never expect it to happen. 
And you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't six feet tall. Like I am now. I was probably five or under five feet at the time. Like I was younger and you know, we yeah. jumped up off the couch, like le- leapt off the couch and just smash <laughs> into the ceiling. And yeah, the uh, it was totally worth it. It was epic. Yeah. It was you epic. Expect. Yeah. Uh, which when you guys played, did you have like specializations where you like, I'm the gloves are coming off type of guy. Or yeah. I, I, roles? yeah, I, I was probably either the power forward guy that usually was like a little bit slower, but had like a hard shot and was decent at hitting. And I think my brother was like the sniper guy, like the guy. Gotcha. That scored. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I, I dished it to him all the time, pretty much. So, um, but yeah, it was like, like our names were the characters and we had like our cousins on the team. And then we had like oh, our, yeah. uncle, our uncle or our dad and net because they were goalies when they were growing up, like stuff like that it was kind of fun. So, oh my God. Do you like games like XCOM and, and darkest dungeon and stuff like that? Lo- where you get lo- the name? Love both those games. Love both oh, those Lord. games. I knew yeah. the darkest dungeons cause we actually were on Aaron and taught me super pod saga. Yep. I, 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 party crashed into your episode oh man <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> but yeah i i i love those experiences like especially whenever things can get personalized like an XCOM, when you start yeah. naming your characters before they're three missions in and they get their own nickname and they get uh, that's randomly generated <laughs> yep. and they randomly become a sniper or a medic yep. and somehow it always feels correct it's like you know i thought i was a sniper but i guess i do make sense with the gatling gun whatever <laughs> i saw the sniper direction but i but i appreciate this i appreciate the change i, I like the direction they're going yeah <laughs> oh it's so good so we are a video games cooperative podcast and like i said before what have we been playing this week nave uh me and philip have got the same game on our thing so we can save Ooh. that for philip's thing but uh, I've been playing Like a Dragon Inshin. I paid for the extra money edition so that I could play it three days early. Does it come with a katana? Uh, yeah, came with a bunch of katanas, a bunch of cool like cosmetic cloaks. Uh, in the oh, card cosmetics. game, in the no. yeah, in like, the in the card one. game, there's a general <laughs> card now that's just an anime girl <laughs> in this feudal Japan. It's 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 gonna be good. This game is going to absorb me. I've fallen deeply in love with it already. I'm only in like chapter four, but uh, it is just more yakuza. Which is just Yo, what this I wanted. Revitalized the meme channels with the Yakuza memes. I don't know oh, if yeah. you've seen it, but like I'm a part of I think three different uh, Kiru ship posting groups on Facebook, and all of a sudden, just all the memes are coming out. Oh yeah, uh, I sent you one earlier today. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, as soon as as soon as Philip starts sending me memes about this uh, Inshin game, I I knew there's a scene very early on where Kiryu gets into a fight with what's his name from Yakuza Two, from Yakuza Kiwami Two, the bad guy in that game, and they fight in a bathhouse completely naked with just steam covering <laughs> their genitals, and I'm like, can I stream this? Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a whole boss fight naked, huh? Okay, that's really cool. Uh, but it's just so manly. The, the best part about this. Which is, it's actually got me fangirling constantly. I'm constantly making, I'm con- when I see things, I'm seeing Majima. The reason why is because this is completely, unre- it's, a, it's a totally new story told in uh, Edo period Japan, where all of the characters from Yakuza, like a lot of the characters from Yakuza, uh, are showing up in this game just as renamed characters. Like, like when you see Kiryu and Majima and, and, uh, it doesn't matter. When you see all these characters, they're not them from the Yakuza series. They are completely new characters just with... It's like it's like watching Brad Pitt play in two different movies. That's kind of how you want to imagine gotcha. it. But at the same time, getting to see these characters interact with each other once again, like getting to see uh, Kiryu re-establish his bond with Haruko once more is just 
awesome. It is more forced because I if this is going to be a standalone game where the story has to begin and end and they have to have a yada yada yada. But I'm so excited to keep playing this game and I love it. I've already done the there's a dancing mini game where Kiryu dances with the fan and it's a rhythm game. Yeah, well, they had to replace the karaoke somehow, right? Yeah. (laughs) But um. Oh man, there's so there's like a mini game where you uh, have a second life with Haruka and like you, you like run for a farm and you make carrots and cabbage and send them send Haruka out to sell them. It's like, oh, I'm so excited, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love great. it so much. I just love the humor in the Yakuza games. Like seeing all the memes makes me want to go back and finish playing through Kiwami One because like one meme I saw was uh. Uh, Kiru be watching Tom and Jerry and see, uh, like, what's it like? Tom step on the rake and get hit in the forehead, and he goes, "Hmm." He uses the the mouse the knowledge. cat's anger. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then it's like new knowledge gained, rake technique or something along those lines. Dude, like, one of the first techniques you unlock is like if you have an orange in your pocket, you can finish someone off by shoving the orange in their mouth. And I'm just like, cool. I'm gonna keep this forever. I'm gonna buy oranges and have yeah, them. You gotta pick up oranges each time. It's is is so this funny. like a citrus attack? Can it be a lime or a grapefruit? Like <laughs> I think it's only pretty impactful. Acid damage or citrus yeah, acid damage acid or anything damage. like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think they had that stuff in feud, in Edo period. I'm surprised <laughs> they even have oranges. This oh, that's a good statement. <laughs> I don't know where oranges are from. I don't know either. We're, well, well, we're originally, no idea. <laughs> no idea. Florida, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, so that game. I question all my fruits origins. Like, wh- where'd you see it? like apples? Where are they coming from? Well, it's like horses. Like, I'm I I firmly like correlate horses with cowboys and Indians, right? But horses aren't from America. No. Right? They're, or am I wrong east. about that? They're east. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were from <laughs> overseas. Yeah, because the Mongolians overseas. rode horses, and that was oh, way yeah. before America. Mm, that's true. I'm but I don't up. think about the Mongolians. Well, video games. I'm looking this up for sure. The <laughs> yeah. horse thing has got me very. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure ignorance of ancient history, ancient yeah, human clearly. history. Which listen to hardcore history about the Mongols. It is awesome. That's one of my favorite podcasts. Great, great show. Great show. Yeah. So, like so, talk about deep dive into any particular topic. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy and he crazy. makes me cry sometimes. Like, cause he's he's so emotional. Like, have you never listened to this, Philip? I have, but they're so long. I it's yeah. just an yeah. insane time commitment because I see yeah. it and it's like six hours for just like two episodes. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this this that, month. It's definitely a yeah. That's definitely it. I I've definitely done that to myself before too, where I'm like, I really want to listen to this, but do I want to listen to it right here, right now? Uh, I can't. It's too much. It's too much. Man, but it's when, very good. It's also very when good. they drop, it's like I listen to Sacred Symbols a lot, and they're getting longer and longer. <laughs> like they're getting like four hours long every episode. And every single, there were people complaining about it, but every time I see a long episode, I'm like, thank God, because that's like I'm a mailman, so I'm always just listening to podcasts. And the worst feeling is when I run out of podcasts to listen oh, to, and I'm like, brutal. okay, I guess I'm gonna listen to this audiobook about the human anatomy or something. What some like when I'm drunk and I want to <laughs> I buy a bunch of audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I may have, I may have found a potential answer. I don't think it's definitive, but it's a quick search. Modern horses, what are referred to as modern horses, roughly 4,000 years ago in central Asia. That's where they're, they're citing them back to. So 
There you go. Okay. Everyone's learned something today. <laughs> I wonder when Horse 3 is going to be released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next gen horse. Next gen. All right. <laughs> Any other games, Nave, besides the one? No. I mean, yeah, there's the one and then Engine. I played a little bit of uh, Magic and cards and stuff, but that's just the usual. Yeah. Uh, so for. My games, I've been playing uh, Bayonetta 3 still. I think I'm mm. really close to the end. This game is just quality. Like, it reminds me of Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, where you, you almost don't expect how much just quality of life, quality of game is in this game. I guess it's like the third one in the series. You expect them to throw the wallet at it. But it's like, it feels big budget. There's so many different forms and moves and combos and everything else. It's just, it's an incredible game. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Dave, have you played it? Bayonetta's any of them? I have experience with the first one. Never played it all the way through. It was one of those like I borrowed it from a buddy and, and sort of played that. But I have not really experienced the whole uh, world that is Bayonetta, even though it is gameplay wise, maybe not even necessarily like presentation or lore wise or any of that. But gameplay wise is my thing. So yeah, why I haven't gotten to it. I don't know. Probably just because there's too many damn games out there is probably really what oh, it yeah. is. Um, and it's just one of those on the massive list that just keeps growing, honestly. We are Which, at zero hour, like, with game releases right now. Yeah. It's it's so stressful, actually. It kind of is. It. Yeah, it kind of is. If I were to put Bayonetta 3 in a place, I would say it is the female version of Azura's Wrath. Okay. Oh, like dude, Azura's Wrath is so good. Yeah. Because like I said, like, this is the third week in a row I've talked about this game. Like, oh, we've been playing this. I've still been playing this. Like, the insanity that Azura in Azura's Wrath you go through where your character just, like, super sains up. Yeah. Like, crazy power scaling. Like, Bayonetta is already there at the beginning of 3. And you just kind of switch to, like, a lower power character for alternate levels. And there's even a side level, which is like has like a stealth Metal Gear section where you're like running into like stealth killing guards and stuff. The game is just has so much content to it. There's like Star Fox sections. There's like shmup sections. There's it's almost like near with how many different type of like experiences right, you will right. go through in one game. I love it. Nice. Can't wait to finish it. Nice. All right, Nave, let's talk about hoggers or hog, hog leg. leg as so you put it. So Jana bought the game for you last week. Is it you playing, playing right the now. game or are you playing the one? Or is it like you're just taking turns? We're taking turns. We're, I think I'm at like nine hours in. I think she's at like eight hours. Okay. I think I'm like 17 hours in. I'm, I've been giving it I've been giving it the good old college try. How long did it say <laughs> 33 hours for, for wrapping up main story? I have, I think if I'm at 17 hours, I think at least 11 of those hours has been just flying around fucking off on my broom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dave? You pick up hoggers yet? No, I haven't. Me, me and Nave were talking about it a little bit before we hit record where it's like I one of the reasons why I haven't is because I'm not a Harry Potter person at all. I don't uh, think it matters. No, and, and that's the thing, is like is like I think that was my initial thought was like, well, why would I want to be sunk into this world when I'd have no investment in it already? You know, it kind of felt that way. But everything I've heard was that it doesn't really matter and it's just a really great game anyways so i'm definitely interested but no i have not i have not had any experience yeah. yet i think a very interesting like uh thought about that situation with like hog uh, like uh like harry potter in general is that since the game is a prequel and separated by many centuries like i'm in the central situation where i don't really like harry potter too much i like the first movie and that's really it i like the mm -hmm. second movie a little bit but it's like 
the game has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Other so, right. so besides the aesthetic and like all, like all the spells and stuff it's and the, the world, castle, obviously, really. it's just the world. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's it's similar to going into The Witcher Three after watching the TV series because they're so di- they're so separated, but right. it's the same universe, and it's like I enjoy this universe. You know, I, I think that's a good way to kind of explain it to people, yeah, especially if you haven't played the first two games, which you do not need to play the first one. But well, there are nods to the. I'd say probably more of the movies. I don't know. I've read the books in like 10 years, but there's definitely locations that look shot for shot. I'm like, oh, this is exactly where old Hermione decked old Draco riding his, you know, gum flaps at this little point. <laughs> and it's like, and then you walk over and like, oh, this is Hagrid's hut. And there's even a little like note on there. There was a whole bunch of tools. And they're like, wow, look at all this lumber and tools. You could probably make some very large furniture for a big person with these or something. <laughs> very on those. And I'm like, I see what you're doing here. Stop it. And then I walk away. Like, it's I, don't really, need, I don't need points like this. It's really cool because there's so many different collectibles and stuff like that. I mean, I said this last week, but it really reminds me of like a Lego game or like Spyro mm. or Banjo-Kazooie or something like that. It it feel, it feel invokes like the collectathon in like my child brain. Nice. And so and it's so interesting because I'm trying to sit down and objectively analyze it. Like, why am I so hard on Far Cry? But this is good. Like, mm. what is happening that's different mm. between Far Cry and this, you know? And I think... it's open world type of thing, right? So... Yeah, very much so. And I've been I've been exploring the outside, but I think it's the aesthetic. I think it's how beautiful the game is in general. But I, it's also, like, it is a lot more exploration-focused rather than checklist-focused. While the game does have a huge ah. checklist, it is like you are kind of wandering aimlessly... And it's, it's like you would never be caught dead wandering aimlessly in a Far Cry game. You are no, going you to a location a because you are. You, yeah, because there's an icon there and then and you want it. You're but walking to in, the icon. That's exactly what it's, it's, it's exactly. Yeah. In this game, I'm occasionally going to icons like I'm just getting the flu locations, which is just the fast travel and everything. But I'm also like I will catch a glimpse of like a weird shaped rock and I'll be like, what is that? And I'll Breath of the Wild just go over there and there'll be like a collectible for me to get. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. That now I have a constellation for my astronomy class or whatever. And there are so many op- there are so many moments like that. It reminds me of Breath of the Wild is an, is a great example. Yeah, uh, this game does wear its inspirations on its sleeves. I don't know, Philip, if you've run into the Merlin trials yet. I have not. They're very, very similar to the Breath of the Wild things, like the where oh, you get the seeds. No, like oh, the, the, the Koroks. Okay. The Korok seeds. That's almost okay. exactly what it's like. It's like randomly stumbling upon this weird thing and being like, what am I supposed to do here? And then figuring it out. Well, whilst the ones in Breath of the Wild are a lot more creative and obtuse, uh, these are like, this is a specific spot. This is a Merlin trial. You know it's a Merlin trial. And then when you activate the Merlin trial, something changes obviously and then you use you go revealio and everything gets highlighted that you're supposed to interact with and then you're like okay so now i know what i have all the pieces the 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 edges of the puzzle are already done i just need to fill in the middle right Mm. and so some of them are kind of a little weird but there's a lot more to this game than it kind of like at face value you see and it's also such a nice looking game in, in general so just kind of exploring the castle or exploring the forest with the broom uh is is so much more enjoyable it's it, i don't know it's it's refreshing it's not a great game by any extent in any means i don't think if you're a huge fan of harry potter this is a 10 out of 10 easy peasy mm-hmm. but like i'm i'm sitting at like this is a pretty average to good game and it's a 
good game for podcasting or listening to music. And that's how I've been playing it. You know, uh, you did highlight how you use Revealo to just reveal all the interactable yeah. objects. So anytime you walk into a room, Revealo! And yeah. it, goes, Bing! it lights up. But this will only get you so far because uh, with some of the puzzles, the butterflies or the moths, yeah. uh, they I think they're don't moths. highlight. Yeah, so like the way it works is there's a, a blackened moth picture on the wall. You go over to it, you shine your light on it, and then it will show you a location in the castle. And it's basically like, go to this location, but you only see it from basically a photo on the wall. And so like, for instance, right now I'm looking for a Sphinx under a staircase. I don't remember. Oh, where that one is confusing. That oh, specific is one is not easy. It. It's like every time I see a staircase, I'm like, Poof, and I like run around. <laughs> I look under the staircase real quick to see like, where, where's the little kitty man? Nope, nothing here. And then I like keep going on. So it doesn't reveal everything, but that's okay because I feel like this is giving me more reason to pay attention when I'm walking mm. around the castle too. Because this castle is huge. It's so big. It's awesome too because you are very slowly unlocking more and more spells. And I think that this is what in in it it adds to the value of the game is that almost every spell does something to the environment specifically. So mm. it's like when I got the spell that that the, it's like a force push, um I walked around, I was like, what am I going to use this on? And there's a big painting, as I'm revealing and looking for butterflies and shit, I, there's a button on top of a painting, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have that force push? And then I force push it, and it opens the painting up, and I'm just like, oh, that felt good! Like, I had no idea what to, there was another, there's another, there are three, uh, like, mysteries in hogwarts there's a bridge with a bunch of like torches there's a clock tower that's above towering above the the place where you do the dual arena uh and, and there's another one i can't remember off the top of my head but so i've done all three of them now but i remember figuring out the clock tower one where there is a pendulum going there are these doors that slowly open and then slam shut oh, and no, i remember figuring that, that yeah. out a little while later that puzzle will make sense to you but you have to ex you have to be able to unlock the whole tower and okay. it, it made me go, oh, okay, that wasn't that hard. You know what I mean? I just had to observe the environment. And what's great is that my character wasn't, huh, I wonder what's going on over there. Oh, Maybe no. I should pay attention to that. You know, it's yeah. not uh, Horizon Forbidden West. It occasionally happens where it's like, I wonder if I look through here a specific way. But uh, luckily, it kind of just respects your intelligence as a player and just lets you explore and figure things out on your own for the most part, which I... I, I value a lot because I feel silly when I'm when things are just explained to me a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm also playing um, Lightning Returns because it's about to leave Game Pass and I'm, you know, can't stop playing those games. So I got to hurry and finish it. Um, I think I'm like five hours in and I got I think that game's 30 hours long, too. So Dude, I'm going to be playing that instead of Hogleg. You better hurry up because at the rate that this shit's going with Square Enix, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if all these Final Fantasy games got fucking delisted, like unpurchasable. <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but but in Lightning Returns, you will get a like a refresher message on your mission every I don't know five minutes in the game. <laughs> if that, you'll get a radio call. Hey, the, Lightning, this is Hope. I'm calling you in. Don't forget, God told you to go out there and save everyone. You really should be looking for the secret code so you can go over there to the cemetery and talk to the guy from the second game. And meanwhile, I'm like, I know Hope. I'm literally walking to the cemetery as you're telling me this. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me too. There are some things in Hogwarts, in, in like Harry Potter, it's like the kids 
half of the movies are the kids getting in trouble for being outside of the dark, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's half of the movies. And in this game, they don't give a shit about... It's like, do you know how game-breaking it would be if you had to stealth always during the nighttime? <laughs> so it makes so much sense. It would be frustrating, dude. What? If, like, like, if okay, they showed up in here, if a prefect went into your... Yes, but in Bully, you're nev- there's nothing really to do at night. Like, everything's closed, and, like, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to do in Bully. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's interesting, but it's, like, in this game, it's so much bigger, so much more, like, open, and, like, the scale is, like, quintupled uh, like, in regards to Bully. Bully is a good comparison point, too, as well, because of the school and the, and the classes and stuff. Mm. But um, if you had to do this curfew, like if it was nighttime and a prefect went to your room and you weren't there, and they, yeah, now they're hunting attention. for you, yeah, like yeah. I'm always just outside of the castle. I'm never doing anything that I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> I I really uh, enjoy that. It's like it's a little immersion breaking if you're familiar with the with the movies, but it's also like it's sacrificing function over flavor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like this would be this would take away from the experience. Um, there are parts of the game where you're sneaking around at night, like missions specific. But what's really weird is like is like specifically you go into the forbidden section in the library, right? Yeah. And you're it's obviously a stealth section. But then right as as soon as you're done with that mission, you can just turn around and go into the forbidden section, and no one cares. But that's because it would be it, it it's more interesting to let the player explore at their own volition rather than you know. Make the alternative time which is stealth and no one really there's not a lot of people that like stealth so including right. me uh, i think that's <laughs> enough hoggers talk so dave what have you been playing this week um well other than hot wheels unleashed um there's a game that i went back to that i played towards the end of last year it's also on game pass it is called hard space Shipbreaker. oh yeah oh, god boy. yeah oh, no. Yeah, and um, and there's something about deconstructing something like this, and like it's 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 like a reverse puzzle game is sort of how it yes, is. Or it's that's like, what I said too. Yeah, it's like taking apart oh, a okay. giant Lego set like that with, but with like risk involved. You know, eventually with like serious risk involved. Like today, for example, I I know I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, you always know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm at like level seven or eight of the um the certifications. Uh, yeah, whatever yeah. the certification of the ships are, right? I know that I need to get the reactor core out of there quick, like quickly, but also carefully. Somehow I nicked it on something that I shouldn't have, and boom, I fucking died. Yeah. Um so you you've obviously awesome. talked about it before, but if anyone doesn't know what it is, Heart Space Shipbreaker is uh, it takes place way into the future and you are working for like, for like the man, essentially what's what, what <laughs> referred to as like the man. And you have a huge like life debt to sort of pay off, like literally hundreds of millions of dollars that each individual ship breaker needs to pay off by taking apart old ships piece by piece and either putting them in a furnace, um, in a barge, which is like valuable items, I guess, and a processor, which is usually like different types of metals and stuff. And these ships sit here in like this sort of arena type of space that is literally in space. And you are using your jetpack and your grapple and your arms and stuff to sort of break everything down. But it doesn't tell you how to do it. It doesn't show you necessarily how to do everything. It's just like, okay, find the joints, break them apart, take that piece out and throw it away. And then move on to the next one, move on to the next one. Everything has value 
Everything gives you uh, an opportunity to have money to pay down your debt and gives you uh, upgrade points as you go. You have to manage your fuel, your oxygen. You can upgrade your equipment. All that stuff that kind of comes with a lot of like RPG type games like that. But there's something about the... Um, like there's a time. What's interesting is that there's a timer on every yeah the fifteen day. minutes fifteen minute shift, and your shift is fifteen minutes in, in in your in real time. But it's a one a full day shift within the game world, and I don't really like working with timers and stuff in games. Like it doesn't really work for me for the most part, unless it's like literally a race. I don't I don't want to have a timer. Like let me do my shit in my own time, yeah, my own pace. Um, kind of like what you guys are saying about Hogwarts, where it's like the discovery part of it is is huge. Let me just take my own time over stuff. <laughs> you know, play like, the game, damn it. Yeah, play the game, exactly. But somehow that time limit never feels restricting in this game because if you don't finish what you're doing, you just go back to your ship, you you sleep, you wake up the next day and you pick up where you left off. And it's basically- well, you say that, but every day you get charged more money for renting all your equipment. <laughs> yes. So that 15 minutes matters because if you don't chop at least- Five hundred thousand dollars worth of yeah, gear. Yeah, it's about five hundred, five sixty, five fifty yeah, somewhere. So around it's yeah. it's easy to do, but yeah. there's so many times where I'm like, they're like, "You got thirty seconds left, Cutter. Don't do anything stupid." I'm like, "Time to get stupid." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think actually that might have been what happened with my the so reactor that exploded today. It's probably that's probably what it was. Um, and and you know what? I, there's something chill about it. It's the atmosphere. It's the music. Um, it's the conversations in between that you have with other ship breakers over the radio sometimes. Um, I just hit the guy that works for the big company that, that came in like this is oh, probably yeah. like two ships ago. He comes in and he's trying to like, just tell you to do stuff quick, quickly without middle being manager safe. suck up. Yeah. Sort of like the manager. That's just like, yeah, just go, go, just get the job done. Just do just it fast. Get in there. Yeah. And it, and it has levels. We need yeah. to meet the quotas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meet the quotas and stuff. And it, and it has a good sense of humor too. You know, like when your oxygen is low, it's like, low oxygen uh decreases productivity or or you know <laughs> yeah. like things like that where it's like yeah. tr you know it's sort of saying like try not to die otherwise it costs us more <laughs> money like things like that um you know and it's it's sort of like the underlying story behind it which which is great that there's a story to it goes by at the pace that you play the game at you yeah, know it's, it's not crazy. like all this stuff is running through you and you're being very confused about like what are all these people talking about i haven't even gotten to that ship or that that person yet or whatever if you hit a certain point in your progress of, of what level you are at and what equipment you have, then the story sort of progresses. Um, but it's great. I, I love the intricacies of all of all the ships. They all feel pretty different. I mean, there's some repeats, but most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, you're approaching a situation differently because you have to. And yeah. the variety of it and the sort of loop of 15 minutes it just it just works for me and even though there's risk involved and you can quote unquote die and you know lose more money or whatever i never feel a ton of pressure either and i think that's a really tough balance to to have and to me this game pulls it off and it's awesome i love it i think it's great well it never matters if you lose money because you're already two billion dollars in debt it's like, yeah what are they gonna do yeah it's, more money i yeah i think i'm at like you know 140 million or something like that. And I'm just like, I, I'm never going to get this, but I don't think that's really where the story's going. So I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that. It's really but... not about getting your debt down. It's more yeah. about just playing the game and enjoying the experience, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you get very cool. really good at cutting. Like the first ship took me like an hour to clear. And it's like this dinky little X-wing looking yeah. thing. And then it's like, 
much bigger ships I'll do in like one run of just getting like, cause you don't need to finish a ship. Once you get tired of like chopping the ship, you can just be like, I don't want to chop the ship anymore. Give me a different one. Yeah. Or, or you no hit downside. a certain point in like the levels where it's like, yeah. Oh, I guess I could, you know, sort of earn 500 more, but it's not really going to get me anywhere. I've gotten all the upgrade points I can or rewards I can for this ship. I'm going to move on to the next one. Cause I'll get more out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you do have some great choice game. in it too. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, so I've had a great time with that. I'm, I've these, those are the, the two games, honestly, this and, and hot wheels are two games I've played for the last week and have had very different experiences with both very different feeling games <laughs> and have loved, uh, love the experience with Shipbreaker. So especially on game pass, check it out, uh, plays really well on keyboard and with a controller. I've, I've done it with both. I've gravitated further with the controller in the last couple of weeks, but controller controls um, are tight. No, pun yeah, intended. really well, well, yeah. gravitated. Yeah, they've gravitated. they've gra- yeah, I've gravitated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get really good at like doing like tap adjustments too, of like tap yep. tap tap, just like because you're you're floating in zero g with a little jetpack thing, so you got to like control your momentum. Anyways, yep. so that's enough shipbreaker. Uh, getting into my backlog, busting three games this week, Nave. Getting Holy, really ahead of well, schedule. Well, I mean two. Well, I'm. Did you finish Hot Wheels? Wait, which one? Sure, are you dude. To? No, the I, the one that we played this week. Okay. I don't count it in my head. Oh, my 25th game was DJ Max Respect V. Uh, it, it took me 47 hours to beat, but I, I do count this one <laughs> for for getting to level 99 and for completing every song. Not on the hardest difficulty, for the record. Just completing oh every song. And man, those achievements were like one in like one was like one in a thousand or something like that. Players have this achievement. It was like really low. Wow like of just doing that most people don't make it that far as it turns out yeah i mean there is something to be said about how game pass definitely skews the percentages of achievements unlocks uh similar to how kind of dlc packs have oh every single game with a dlc pack that has achievements all of those are rare achievements no matter what but um or like content updates or whatever but this dj max game a lot of these achievements are hard fucking core so, like, just the one for playing all the songs, which requires you to unlock them by leveling up, I understand why that is so low. All right, so that's my 25th game this year. Uh, 26 was Hot Wheels Unleashed, and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And then my 27th I beat today was Star Wars Battlefront, the original one. My man. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Game, Backwards compatible? Surprise, it is backward. It was given away games for gold. A while back oh, okay. and i'm Hell like yeah. i have to play it now and man that game is surprisingly hard i don't know if you guys remember oh yeah it's like whatever side you're playing as in the story mode is like dookie and they give you the other side so many more garrisons it's like you're fighting the droids as the clones the droids have the droidicas which are better than every other unit in the game <laughs> because they can just stand yeah. there and shoot because the ai just does that and then i'm playing against the imperials and the imperials have the uh the uh, i forgot what's called the the death trooper or something like that dark trooper dark, where it's just the yeah. jetpack guy with a shotgun yep. and he just jumps in there and just starts shotgunning people and i mean while we're just like these guys in you know cloth t-shirts and wife beaters <laughs> screaming basically it got to a point where i'm like all right i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna go out there and capture bases and stuff and i would fail a mission on it's on normal difficulty and i'm like why do i suck and so basically I found the number one way to complete a mission is to just pick the sniper class and just blow people's heads off the whole game. I remember doing, I was going to say, I remember doing the sniper approach for the, for the first and the second one. I remember it's doing like, that. 
the yeah. only way to beat the story mode because like they it's like the enemy has 250 units you have 150 and it's like your ai partners suck because you just terrible. have chewbacca launching grenades into the wall killing himself and all your teammates <laughs> you're on hoth and i see luke skywalker over there trying to kill an enemy that's in a turret but since it's in a turret he actually can't hit it so he's just standing there i'm like god i wish someone on my team would do something as i'm the only one doing it like i would they really out. leave it up to you like they, they really make like it needs to be you otherwise nothing gets done like we're on Hoth and I'm I'm in the little um the snow speeders. I don't remember yeah. what they're called. And you're flying around. I'm like, okay, I have to harpoon it, then I have to switch seats, and then I have to do the camel tipping maneuver because <laughs> I can't trust the AI to do it. Because yep. if I if I shoot it, the AI will then take it as time for me to, you know, plant my nest somewhere and he'll just nosedive into the snow <laughs> and i'm like why or if i have him in the back he'll just fire randomly with the the stupid grapple missing 90 percent of the time right so it's better for me to fly a snow speeder and switch seats mid-flight and take the shot ridiculous by and which is just ridiculous right like <laughs> i know it doesn't make sense follow up why do they not have advanced enough computers that can auto aim that harpoon that's the giant camel <laughs> leg that you're flying by do we need oh another God member in the what i won't get into it but star wars <laughs> battlefront it's really good i wish there was a, some way that we could play co-op maybe we'll have to uh parsec it at some point well mm. star wars battlefront 2 works on steam right not like they still have online campaign. The, the online's still there, but you have to use like a game spy server or something like that. No, what? No, I think yeah. they updated it. That wasn't that oh. like a big news story? Maybe. Oh, that they uh, refixed the servers? Yeah, they know. remade the servers to nice. so that the people were know, going back to it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I own it on I think Xbox and on uh Steam, so we'll have to play it. Nice. Uh but yeah, those are my games. I'm trying to get 100 this year. That puts me at 27 and we're only in February. Wow. I'm I'm, I'm making a good time. Killing it, man. <laughs> All right, Nave, what did you waste your money on this week? Uh so I mean, I already mentioned like a Dragon Engine, uh but I also bought Zero Escape Zero Time Dilemma, which was the, which were those visual novel escape oh, room games, like the nine persons nine nine yeah. rooms, nine keys. Yeah, nine I think that game is bears. in there. I think this is a three game like combo package and so i think that's it's, it's just a bunch of those so i'm nice. pretty excited to kind of sit down and play some of those once i get all these long narrative story games that take 50 hours to beat out of under my belt <laughs> yeah i have the nine persons one and this is back on ds way before i even knew what a visual novel was or anything because i thought it was going to be like a horror game or something yeah it seems no, like it doesn't it it is not it is a puzzle <laughs> visual novel <laughs> Which is funny because you play Dong and Rop and you're like, this is going to be a fun time. And then it's a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the jokes really hit. And <laughs> like, like every, I'm watching Jana play three and, and every time they come up with the rise and shiner sign. Yeah, like, yeah rise and shine. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good because the first few games, there's not a whole lot of variation. But now that every single one is different, you know what I mean? It's yeah. great. Uh, I you know it's weird on my Twitter timeline right now it's a bunch of people arguing with each other over which franchise is better Danganronpa or Yakuza just randomly I mean you can compare anything if you wanted to but (laughs) Yakuza is better like I'm just gonna say Yakuza is better all right let's compare modern horses and sweet potatoes which one's better I would say sweet potatoes (laughs) because I can eat them you can eat horses yeah Yeah, but I don't want to eat a horse Oh my god! I haven't even seen a horse in so long. <laughs> but you live in Oklahoma. 
You know what's funny is that so there's this side mission in Yakuza, not a side mission, uh, but it's like you can have like relationships with all these different people, uh, platonic relationships because this is a child. Um, so you you can talk with this kid who's like, oh man, all these kids have have toys, but my parents will buy me toys, and I'm like, oh, I'll give you a toy, and then he's like, okay, what are you gonna give me? And you just give him anything in his, in your inventory, and so I gave him a sweet potato. <laughs> and he was like, "What is this?" And and you and Kiryu's like, "Oh, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll take it back. I thought you'd like." And he's like, "This is awesome! I'm gonna show everybody." <laughs> and then the next time you see him, he's like, "Oh man, we played with the thing you gave me all day. It was so cool. I was the coolest kid in town, and it was a sweet okay. potato. <laughs> sweet potato. <laughs> so funny you brought that up. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. So at this point." I know, Dave, you said you also bought something that you wanted to share with the, the co-op listeners. Oh, yeah. You buy? So, um, I mean, depending on who you are, I, I'm not I because I have the Remember 64 show and I do a lot of like video game podcasting and stuff. Um, I've I've collected a few games like physical games that I really enjoy. I have the Banjo-Kazooie set behind me. Um, I recently got Super Mario Kart in a box and stuff like it's it's very, very particular games that I'm like, this is like huge nostalgia. I would appreciate this and I'm going to have it on display and haven't gone too, too far with it. Nothing crazy. Um, but I did really want this game and it is Mario Paint. Does it have all the, the it has off? everything in it? So I got the box. I got the mouse. I got the cartridge. I got the mouse pad. Everything is in there. And. I have so much like nostalgia for this game because it was like one of the first Super Nintendo games I got when I purchased an SNES when I was, I don't know, five or six or something like that, that I still have that still works. So I am 100% playing this in my original uh, console. Now, waste depends on the per depends on the person. Is it a waste? Eh, I mean, maybe because <laughs> it costs too much money, probably than what it's you know really should be worth. But I, I think I'm going to enjoy it, and I think I'm going to have fun playing like the music, the music game, and the fly swatting game. Like I, I'm going to spend some time with it and play it. I'm sure my now adult hands do not work very well on that mouse, but I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. So um, yeah, it, it's a physical copy of a game that is about I want to say at least 30 years old at this point. I don't know if there's a year on Crazy. this box anywhere. Uh, 1992. The SNES mouse looks funky too. <laughs> it, is, it is funky. It is definitely still funky. Figuring so, out. Yeah, I, I I posted on Twitter really really briefly like when I first picked it up. I was like, all right, I got my new mouse. Esports, here I come. I'm gonna hook this baby up. <laughs> like you gotta um, get so, the N64 yeah. mouse. Yeah, you have an N64 mouse. One. I do. Yeah. Not. You can play Goldeneye with the N64 mouse. I think there's a there's a control scheme where you can put two mice, like you can play with two mice on Goldeneye. You, you can play with two controllers and like dual stick it, essentially. Oh, just, yeah. Which, which I didn't know until recently, which is just wild. They, um, I, I saw this like uh, abomination where someone fused two N64 controllers together for Goldeneye. Yes. For Goldeneye yeah. I, you know what? I've played the I've played it on Xbox since they released it in the last few weeks. The way that they implemented the dual sticks, it works. And I think it it honestly makes the game playable. playable. And, yeah. But honestly, I'm pl I'm playing through. I mean, I could have said that in the games I'm playing section. I haven't picked it up in a couple weeks at this point, but I made it about halfway through the campaign stuff. The dual stick stuff works just like it does in any other game. It's it's great. So I would. Dude, I've yeah. had this long freaking crusade since I was a child where I always thought Torok was better than Goldeneye, but everybody preferred Goldeneye. 
and I would always try and play. I always try to convince people, and it's so interesting. Whenever Golden I got re released, and everyone started playing it and going, "Wow, this game is old," and I'm like, yeah. I, "I'm," and now play Torok. Play Torok and then play Goldeneye and be like, what in the fuck is going on in Goldeneye? <laughs> like, Torok is a fully functioning game. Like, the, it, the, I, the controls, I mean, it's the controls. It's like, you know, we, you could talk about it with a lot of first person stuff from that time, but like, it's the yeah. controller and the controls that it's, it's really hard to sort of like perfect that, I think. And the fact that they, they went out of their way to just make sure they use that other stick on the Xbox re-release. And it does look it does look better too. It looks a lot shinier. Yeah, you know, it sounds good. Everything so, um, I, it's worth playing. I would I would say, especially if it's been like for me at least twenty years since you've played it. Hell um, yeah! And that yeah, damn music, the yeah, music on the damn ooh. Oh, it's, it's great. All the music is just fucking banging the entire time. It's great. I think they might have, you know upped it a bit like they sort of restored it a little bit because it still sounds pretty damn good and i'm playing with like these headphones with like over-the-ear headphones and yeah. uh it doesn't sound old it doesn't sound crackly like none of that stuff so um but yeah uh mario paint that's my wasted money this week <laughs> well congratulations on your purchase that thing's actually <laughs> worth it compared to well nave didn't buy any trash this week usually he's like i bought these five indie games that i'm probably gonna only play for 15 minutes and then never play again <laughs> hey man i gotta i gotta support them indies yeah, those little hey, guys. And you got, you got any indies that, you, that you're not playing? I'm your guy. <laughs> I'll take them all. <laughs> all right. Speaking of support, at this point, I want to thank our supportive patrons, Insane Cracker, Nick at Night, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, and the Intergalactic Pinecone. We couldn't do without you boys. And in fact, if we had a little bit more support, maybe we could do more with you boys. Because I know, Nave, you were talking about possibly getting a Switch. Yes. Uh, right, we well, were talking about that before we even started recording. Oh, really? So how many patrons do we need to get to get you a Switch? Seven. Seven? <laughs> get get us to seven. Impossible. Impossible. Dave, bring that number down. Lower expectations. <laughs> Those are professional numbers. We got to bring down to rookie numbers. All right. Well, you heard it here, dear listeners. If we can get two more patrons, Nave legally has to buy a Switch. Two patrons or let's get our uh, iTunes rating. Let's get Let's get 25 ratings. 25 how much do we have right now god god only knows do we, uh, we haven't been looking i'll look and you go check the twitter all right so on the twitter we, i remembered to write a thing so that's really important i wrote uh we're recording hot wheels what race would you enjoy 13 <laughs> yeah, 13 you heard it yeah. here what, yeah. do you, what do you enjoy in a racer what did you collect as a kid all right so we got a random gamers corner who's starting to become a recurring character alejandro on the show uh, he says, a racer definitely needs to function well along with not having AI bullshit going on, which is rare to not happen in my experience. Yeah. Rubber banding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Looking got Hot Wheels. Oh, God. Speaking of the Switch. Uh, got Hot Wheels while I was growing up, but uh, at some point that hobby stopped. Did you guys collect Hot Wheels as a kid? I wouldn't say I collected. I mean, I had some, but it was never like a serious thing. It was like, oh, that one looks cool. Sure. Cool. And that was it. That's pretty much as far as it went. I had specifically two sets. Uh, One was like had the little battery powered motor that would just launch the shit out of them. And then (laughs) I had the other one, which you would like clip to the top of a door frame so you could drop the car in it and it would then go down, do a loop de loop and then embed into the wall. But what I really loved about them is they just came with a lot of extra track. So I just kind of like connect them together. So I would have like 
the track going up the wall so that then it would go through the motor at the floor, go up the wall, embed into the ceiling, and it was pretty sweet. <laughs> Never had track, but I had a handful of Hot Wheels. I kind of just, my parents would just be like, oh, this thing is popular. I guess I'll get him some of these. So I remember like Bionicle. Yep. Uh, I liked Bionicle back then. Yep, my brother had some of that. Yep. But I mostly just collected like Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh and did nothing with them, and they were inevitably stolen by uh, more uh, less agreeable kids than me. <laughs> and I would just be like, oh, I guess that's theirs now. Oh, well. Yep. And then I'd move in two months, and it wouldn't matter. But I put a poll, everybody. Polls. All right, so uh, so in honor of Sharp Toys, I misspelled the word sharp, uh, I wrote a new poll, which was, what would you rather accidentally step on? We got Lego, Hot mm-hmm. Wheel... <laughs> Just one Hot Wheel, Thorn, <laughs> or Landmine, just kill me. <laughs> All right. Let's go Landmine. You think Landmine? What do you think, Dave? What do you think won? I, I, um, would you rather step on? Yeah. I'm going to go Hot Wheel. Hot, go Wheel. Hot Wheel? Yeah. Well, so in last place, we got Thorn with a whopping zero votes. Wow. <laughs> no one wanted to step on the Thorn. Wow. In third, in third place, we got Lego. And then yeah. second place, Hot Wheel. And then first place, Landmine. Yeah, Nobody Land wants to step on any of these. <laughs> Life is tough, guys. Life is tough. I think that's what we just learned. <laughs> just just end it here. That's a- I am surprised that Hot Wheel got more votes than Lego because Hot Wheels are way worse to step on than Legos. They are. They're bad. Especially ones with like spoilers. You know what I mean? Or like oh, yeah. the little like really... Sharp really good ones with like the rear view mirrors and stuff like yep. a hot wheels sitting on the side intricate pieces <laughs> you know i see a surprising amount of hot wheels just in parking lots you know when you just walk outside <laughs> and they're just like crushed on the side of the road dude like, that's that's not a kid that forgot that's a parent that was just like man this is gone forever <laughs> yeah whoops it fell out the window whoopsies <laughs> i mean i've done that as a parent where oh what was it oh yeah my kid kept putting her feet up on the dashboard and i'm like take your feet off the dashboard and she was like no dad it's fine we're only a block from the house and then i'm like oh is it fine and i grab she's wearing like crocs and i grab her crocs and throw them out the window <laughs> <laughs> and she's like dad no and i'm like well, you better go get them. Stop the car. She gets out, and then I just drive off. We're only blocking from the house. <laughs> well, at least she's got her shoes. Or Crocs. Yeah. Or Crocs. Crocs. Can you even walk in Crocs? What do you mean, can you walk in Crocs? I meant, like, in outside. Are those, like, can you do that? Yeah, I've never, I don't think own. I've ever seen. Like, like mean, as do in, I not own Crocs? Of course I don't own Crocs. Everyone owns Crocs. No, I have never, I have never owned a pair. Oh, never. We've, my, I've myself, never used no. pairs in my household. I've never even seen a pair on someone's feet in real life. New I've pole. never seen Crocs. Let me get the Croc owners right up. <laughs> they make a poll. All right, this will be next week's poll. Now, are yeah. are you asking? Are you allowed to wear them out? Like, there's a rule, or should you? Because there's two. That's two different. Things. Well, it's like wearing it's like wearing slippers outside, no, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no. If those slippers go anywhere past your front door after you walk in, those slippers belong outside. That's it. If you if you take a shoe outside. You do not walk with it inside. Shoe, slipper, crock, whatever it is. If it goes outside, it stays outside. <laughs> okay. I wish <laughs> I wish I had some flip-flops. Oh, dude, flip-flops are the best. Because every the time best. I have to walk Molly, I have to put socks on. And it's like, oh. why don't I have oh. flip-flops? 
Oh my god, just yes. get Crocs, Nave. Just get some Crocs. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's where it's going. <laughs> that's actually where it's Dude, going here. If we can get eight patrons, dear listeners, <laughs> Nave some Crocs. Specifically, maybe Gamer Green Crocs. Oh, game, like, the, like your headset? Like yeah. the Xbox Green? Yeah, Xbox yeah. Green. <laughs> Do they have Crocs? Like, you remember the old Skechers that had lights in the bottom? Do they have Crocs that, with lights in the bottom? I bet they do. They probably do. They have so many different kinds. I'm going to get jumped in my apartment complex. So you know like uh, how there's like UGG with like the fur fleece in them or whatever? Yeah. You can get fleece lined Crocs for winter wear. But Crocs have holes in them, don't they? Well, not if you put fleece on the inside of them. Oh. I hate this conversation. All right. Let's let's move (laughs) along. I'd rather step on a landmine than wear Crocs. (laughs) Apparently a lot of people are with you. (laughs) And the music plays. Boom, 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 boom. Doing great, Dave. Keep it up. Doing what I can, man. Yo, Philip, have you <laughs> seen? Have you seen <laughs> these AI? Uh, it's the presidents playing video games together. Me and Dave were just partaking. Yeah, while we were waiting it. for you. Have They're you? Amazing. How many of these have you seen? Okay, I haven't seen the stories written about the presidents playing video games together, but I've seen other AI stories being told. Well, no, it's not stories. It's like the AI generated voices of like Trump and Biden and Obama oh, no. playing Modern Warfare 2. And, and it's like Obama is like, I remember playing this game. I remember kicking back to some old little Wayne and busting fools. And then, and then Trump is like, Biden, what are you doing? Why are you rushing the front? And then Biden's playing Halo 3. <laughs> dude, there's so many. There's one with legal. There's, it's not just presidents, dude. They're, they're amazing. No, there's, there's, one, bunch, yeah. there's one where it's uh, League of Legends. And like Trump is complaining about Twisted Fate, and Biden is like, Twisted Fate literally has zero kill potential. I don't know what your problem is. And then Trump is like, I need someone to hurry and gank. And then you hear Jordan Peterson in top light. He's like, This Marxist Scion player is DDoSing me. This is so emasculating. And I'm just like, What the fuck is going on? And, then, and it's like Ben Shapiro is he's like, Can somebody please help me get Dragon? We, statistic- we statistically should have taken it already at this point in the game. It's like, it's so funny. <laughs> That's really good. I love all the new AI stuff coming out. Specific, like I just used chat. Was it GPT, the Google one or whatever the other mm-hmm. day? I don't know. Yeah. I, I seen that. Did you see that meme Nave I sent or not even meme, just a photo screenshot? Uh, Probably. What did it say? Oh, it was just, I asked it, Hey, Hey, have you heard of gaming together cooperative podcast? Because it's like from the date or whatever. Our podcast was back in its memory banks at this point. Cause it only remembers back to like right before 2022 or something like that. Hmm. And uh, it's like, you know, as an AI language model, I don't have personal experiences, so I haven't heard of any podcast that exists. And I'm like, okay, a little semantics, but let's move <laughs> along. It's like, right. it says, however, I can use my knowledge to provide information about gaming together, quarter podcasts, if you like. And of course, I say, yes, please. <laughs> and then Google and starts says, saying racial slurs at you. No, not this one. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> it says, certainly, gaming together, a cooperative podcast is a show dedicated to exploring the world of cooperative gaming with a focus on local co op experiences. Eh, not exactly. The hosts who are. Oh, is, is, it, is it making it up? I can't tell. I think it's making it up. I don't know if it actually knows. I was like, did it just rip from our fucking podcast? Page? It just, just reads our description. I don't know if it says the hosts who are passionate gamers themselves discuss a variety of games and genres, sharing their personal experiences and recommendations. They also dive into the history of co-op gaming and the impact it has on the industry. Nah, we don't do well, that here. So this is the thing. This is just it's just a uh, AI uh, voice to uh, text to voice like with with like inflections and stuff. So yeah. watch that video I just sent. You can you can oh. watch it too, Dave, if you want. 
<laughs> oh, totally. This you've definitely seen this one though. We talked about this one specifically. Please uh, watch that, Philip. Oh yeah, this is the this is the one I was the first one I thought of when we were talking about it. <laughs> the Bidenator. Don't so care. Good. Don't care. How amazing is that? He's like, that is so cap, Joe. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love it so much. <laughs> He's like, we're not even out of spawn doors yet, and someone's already fucking feeding. <laughs> oh, please it's dodge. So if you auto zen, I'm quitting. <laughs> Dude, it is so funny. Oh, so so the way that this works is some that people are writing this. And yeah. then so yeah. you know what I mean? So that it's not the so AI good. making it up, like the AI the AI generated stuff. But so oh funny. man, there's it, Philip. Just when we're done with this episode, just go on our Twitter timeline. I have retweeted like 14 of these. Like, <laughs> as I, you should. As I you fucking should. love them, dude. I love them so much. You know, just using Chab GPT or whatever. Of course, I got to ask it the big questions. What is the strongest Gundam? And then it lays out. He's like, "Well, this is actually a matter of opinion." But here's what I think. And he got into it, basically Barbados. explaining. No, Barbados didn't make the list. What? Surprisingly enough, I know. But it, so many of these other ones, like even like Turn of Gundam, was in there, and Unicorn Gundam, and Turn of uh, Gundam, huh? No, Turn Turn a Gundam. Oh, is it not Turn? It's not Turn of Gundam. No, Turn of Gundam is a different thing. Oh man, I'm a fake fan. Anyways, we need to just talk about whatever we're talking about here, and we're back. <laughs> What is this game? Hot Wheels Unleashed. There it is. It was at the top. I had to scroll up. Developed by Milestone SRL, famous for the Monster Supercross games, the MotoGP series, and the WRC series. All games I have not played, but Nate, you bought like Monster Supercross 3 or something. I bought two of them. I bought four, and I think I have six as well. Uh, Damn. (laughs) They're not good. No, they're not good. I thought maybe four was just specifically yeah. bad, but then I played six and it's terrible. I don't know if I even like these Supercross games. Like, I re- I remember in PS2 days, I loved ATV Off-Road Fury. Like, it was one mm. of my favorite fucking types of games to play. But, and it's where I got a lot of my music from also. Shout out to Slipknot. But, um... <laughs> I push my fingers into my eyes, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Uh, these games are just a special kind of jank, though. So when I saw this, I was like, wow, that's kind of surprising because I don't think that this Hot Wheels game is that jank. Or maybe it's just the aesthetic of Hot Wheels that kind of lowered my expectations. Like, I didn't expect this game to play like Gran Turismo 7, right? Like, I yeah. thought it was well, no, be yeah, it's not what it's there for. Yeah. All right. So yeah. this game was released back in September 2021. Uh, store description. Collect the best vehicles in the Hot Wheels universe, build spectacular tracks, and dive into breathtaking races. Forty nine ninety nine on the Steam Store. Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Also on Game Pass now. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's how long it's gonna be on there. Hope like I know the WRC games have been on Game Pass for a long time, mm-hmm. so I assume Hot Wheels is gonna be there for a while too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I yeah, I think I think the um, it, it it's weird because it, it, every time I hear someone talk about like price for games and stuff that is not situated in Canada like I am. I'm like, oh, that's a bargain, man. 100%. Oh, yeah. oh a new game for 60 bucks? I'll, I'll fucking take it. No problem. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 70 bucks for a new game? I'm in. I'm in. 50 bucks for this game? I'm in. No problem. <laughs> we are very uncultured here on yeah. Gaming Together. Oh, dude, it's Canadian crazy, man. A new, a new game, like a new full price $70 game is, is 90 bucks here. It's 90 bucks. So it's like, oh, boy. it's like a serious... I really have to think about it if it's like a full price new game. It's, okay. it's is Game Pass more expensive? Sixty-seven Canadian. 
67 dollars 67 yeah that makes sense yeah as game passport yes it is it is more by a couple bucks not by much but literally everything is a couple bucks more like yeah everything gas cars houses it doesn't matter what you say (laughs) the essentials of life are more and it's terrible and i consider video games an essential of life so (laughs) well you live in the great white north with all the polar bears and mooses and stuff yeah with with all them with all them moose a and them polar bears (laughs) in the in the summertime are you guys homeless do your igloos melt (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no the whole the whole like essentially we just yeah we're just swimming the entire time because it's just (laughs) just water around us yeah yeah (laughs) All right, what are so, we talking about? <laughs> Hot Wheels. Hours played. I put 15 hours into this game. Nave, you played for two. You played two hours of this game. Oh, I didn't know if you would look. <laughs> of course I would look. I'd look every time. <laughs> Dave, how how many hours do you think you put into this gym? Um, can you check on Xbox? I think you probably can, can't you? We're not friends. The uh, uh, Otherwise, I would have checked. Because me and Nave are the only people on my friends list that have played this game. Really? I have oh, one other okay. person, and it's just some random... I don't know who. Yeah, I I've, I honestly, I probably put um, around the 15 to 20 hour mark somewhere in there because I, I played I played a decent amount uh, single player and I was like, all right, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to start driving around some plastic tracks. Let's let's see how because I heard a couple of good things about this game and, and thinking like, oh, it's it's surprisingly good. Like that was a lot of what I heard was not that like, oh, it's the best game ever and oh, it's perfect. And I can't believe no one plays this game or whatever. It's just that it's surprisingly better than it should be sort of it was like the feel i'm like okay i'm gonna give it a shot especially now it's on game pass it's literally not gonna cost me any extra money let's give it a shot so yeah i I spent over the last couple of weeks i a couple hours here a couple hours there i think i easily went between 15 to 20 hours so i i played a decent amount of the uh of the single player before i hopped online with a friend a few days ago um, which we can talk about how that works if you guys oh, yeah. want. <laughs> uh, Nave, did you have any more preconceptions coming into this game? I also heard decent things about this game as well. I So, you know, this game came out within very close proximity to uh, Forza Horizon 5's uh, Hot Wheels DLC. And yes. so there, that was a point of uh, comparison a whole lot. So a lot of people were saying like, you know, obviously the Forza Horizon is insane and awesome because you're driving like real cars on the tracks occasionally having like hot wheel inspired cars while this game is actually driving hot wheels cars inside of like somebody's basement right yeah and so like there's a definite different vibe but like a lot of people were coming out of this game kind of surprised that it wasn't the worst thing ever like it wasn't the spongebob (laughs) kart racer or whatever this game like functions through racing yeah (laughs) Uh, that's really it uh, my preconceptions, I had zero. Nave just like, hey, Hot Wheels game on Game Pass. Let's play it. I looked at like the screenshot once. I'm like, it's beautiful. Look at them plastic <laughs> tracks. Look at the resolution. Look at them cars. That looks like a car I probably had as a kid, but I can't remember because I was a dumb kid. I can't wait <laughs> to play it. And I jumped into the game. And uh, right up at the top, I've, I'm disappointed in this title. Ah. The record. Philip is an aficionado of like cart racers and stuff. So he like I like two rhythm games for me. He knows a lot about this type of game. Okay, fair so enough. For listeners at home, this is a arcade style cart racer on like you said, like a miniature track inside of a basement. That's most of the settings. There are other settings. You eventually go through like a like there's like a loft and a skyscraper. There is a garage. There is the Batcave. Batcave. I was going to say the Batcave. Yeah. Yeah. There is a cartoon studio 
for Looney Tunes because yep. this being Hot Wheels, I don't know who owns Hot Wheels, but basically all of the Warner Brothers properties are just available. It's yeah, anything that, that was in uh, multiverses, probably yeah. there in some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and basically, you just open up loot boxes to get different cars like Pokemon cards. And after opening up, you know, 20 common, you're going to open one up one and get a legendary Batmobile. And it'll have much better stats than the other cars. Now, this is where... Now, you say I, 20, but I, I probably opened like 40 different loot boxes and never once got a legendary. Really? Yeah. I, the best car I got was just slightly worse than the car i always drove okay we'll talk about later no we can talk about it here like just the different cars because yeah at the beginning they give you just some random gift cars as like promotional things and one of them is a gucci (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was like the best car it had the best stats out of anything at the beginning so me and nave were both the gucci gang driving around these tracks and like man i wish i could drive anything else because i did get a tricera truck which is a (laughs) triceratops truck but its stats were so dog shit it was unusable online i could not win a single race i can't get more than like second last place and it was like skill issue and i'm like no (laughs) you ever tried sucking less yeah oh my god (laughs) they are driving like legendary class cars yeah i'm driving a car that can't even reach half the top speed of these other cars and nave is driving the gucci car which is like a like if uh four is like the highest rank the gucci is like a three so it yeah. is like in the top 75%, but not the best. Yeah. The, the cars, the cars, I think, I think look to me, they all look great. Like they, they look, look like larger versions, you know, life-size car versions of, of the smaller cars. The details are in there. They're shiny yeah. where they need to be shiny. They're matte where they need to be matte. You can see some nicks in them here and there. Like the detail around each individual car, I think is great. And, but, but the part of the problem is, yeah, is that you want to drive like the coolest looking one or what you think is one of the cool ones. And sometimes the stats are just honestly useless. And it's like, well, now I just have like a collection that doesn't no one can really, see but you. That, yeah. And like, I really wanted to race the, um, there are street fighter cars, theme yeah. cars and Ninja Turtle ones. I love Ninja Turtles. I wanted to race a Donatello or Shredder car and it was competitive for a while offline but then, yes, unless you upgrade it and spend currency in the game that you acquire while you play single player, that car's not going to be competitive online. And that's such a shame. It, Even it really if there's is. a cap, it will not yeah. reach legendary status because yeah. after like opening 20 boxes, I got a legendary Batmobile and then I drove that for the next 14 hours of my gameplay. Yes. Because that car was better than every other car. I tried playing offline in the uh, campaign before Nave got on because he's always dragging ass to get on. And I'm like, man, this game is like so hard. I, I just can't beat anybody. Like, I don't know why this game is so hard. And then I realized it was because my car sucked. Yeah. All I needed was a, a better car. And all of a sudden I started winning races. And I'm like, wow, this is unbalanced. Yeah, yeah it, it is a little bit. I. I ended up um, I'm putting my my time mostly with the Roadrunner car, which is funny because it's nice and fast. It, it, <laughs> it, it felt pretty good. You know, it was one of the faster ones for sure, even to start. And then I did like one upgrade with it and I kind of stuck to that for the most part. And that that's fine because I was able to progress a little bit offline and online with it and, and, and be competitive and everything. But it would be nice if there was more of an incentive to switch up your car. 
Yeah. You know, because there's so many part of part of like when you read the the store description, it's to like collect all these cars and get all these awesome cars. OK, I have them. But what am I going to do with them? Yeah, you're breaking down 99 percent of the cars, which is time consuming. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you kind of keep the ones that you think look cool. But it's also like how much effort do you want to put into making these cars rare? And then even at that point, they're not going to be like you're not going to be able to win races online with them. Um, a lot, I, I mean, when we talk about the tracks, a lot of these races are just fucking coin flips, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, it, it does, it does depress you a little bit. Like when you play Forza Horizon five, uh, and you play a race, the game centers all of your competition and this is offline races but the game centers all the competition around your car so you it like so say like the a rank cars are like from 701 to 799 right if you pick a 730 car all the cars that you're racing are going to be around the 730 range the game's just not going to blow you the fuck out like this game will this game will blow you away if you want to drive the triceratops truck (laughs) yeah what you want to do All right, let's talk about some of the mechanics, because you'd think maybe the Triceratops car, maybe it's heavier. Maybe it's able to bump the other cars around on the tracks. Maybe it has some kind of special anything that makes it worth using. Nah, there's four stats on every car. So a car has speed, which I assume is top speed, very vague. Acceleration, which makes sense, acceleration. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, braking and handling. Yeah which are very vague because you figure you use the brakes a lot of times when you're doing the handling or usually your how your top speed affects how good your handling actually is. I don't know. These stats suck. I hate them. <laughs> I, I but, think they're, I think they're basic in order to make the game more accessible is probably my assumption. Mario and Kart it, has more stats. It has like six stats in Mario Kart. Yeah, like no, I know. It's, it's, you're, not, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I don't I don't think I think they needed a little bit more depth there or more description or something like just anything to like add a little bit more. I, I did notice the difference in braking and handling more than I did than I thought I would, because if I picked a car that had like, oh, this thing is like has the best acceleration. I keep smacking into the wall. So I need good acceleration to, to fix my shit because I suck. Yeah. Um, and then I, and then I realized like, oh, my braking's not great. So that's why I'm, I'm whipping around a little bit more and stuff. I, I found like, regardless of, of how dis- the description of the stats are, or how much they varied or didn't vary. I didn't mind the way that the cars controlled. I actually like, despite the, the, the failings or the lack of, of uh, depth around like the other stuff that we've so far been talking about, I still was okay and felt f- like I had a decent time racing these races and, and playing with these cars. Like I, I still found it pretty fun. It just, the depth wasn't there that I thought was going to be there. And that's why I spent less time than I probably would in like one of the Forza games, for example. And again, they're not the same game. Of course, they're not supposed no. to be. Yeah. But if you take that as an example of one that I sunk like a hundred hours into around the same time that this came out, it wasn't. You know, it's not. It's not going to happen with this, um, unfortunately. And I and I wish it would. I wish it would because Hot Wheels are cool, man. I want to race a Ninja Turtles car, but I know I, I I found the racing mechanics themselves to be pretty enjoyable. They're not perfect, but I don't think they're also supposed to be. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I'm not really the biggest fan of racing, but this game in particular, really kind of, I was in the mindset the whole time I was playing that I didn't care if I lost. I was just playing for the spectacle of doing loop-de-loops and driving on the wall and flying through the air and shit. And I was thinking back to Forza Horizon 5, 
And that game, I did want to win. Mm. But I I was also playing this, I was playing the Hot Wheels DLC for the spectacle, flying around mountains and forests and stuff in the tracks. But so, but I, and I was having far more, in, more enjoyment with that. But the fact that you still had to win was bringing my overall experience down. Whereas I just kind of wanted to just race and have fun, but you literally couldn't progress if you weren't winning. So um, yeah, you have to be you have to come like top three if you're doing the single player stuff in the podium. Yeah, and so I don't know how any of the single player stuff works in this game. So you guys are gonna have to talk about that. But I was definitely just kind of mindlessly playing in the multiplayer and just enjoying myself. Like I would get like fourth to last. The, my only goal was beating Philip ever. Like I didn't really <laughs> care if I lost. Every time I'd pass you and I'd be like, well, Nave, you're never passing me again as long as I don't screw up. <laughs> and then you go ahead and screw up right away. And then you're like, oh, That's Nave, nice. uh, if you hit the next turn, can we talk? Let's go talk about the online. First off, it's really hard to get into a lobby with each other. Uh, we yes. can do a private match, which is just the two of us, which is fun for like two seconds and then one of us will get a clear lead and you won't see them for the next four minutes as we're driving around this map uh then the quick matches are better because it's i forgot how many players it is it's a lot of players like i I think i think it's at least 10 or 12 yeah i would say 12 if i had to guess i think it was 12 yeah and they fill up so fast because you just have to hit quick match and then i have to invite you really fast if there's any open slots and hopefully you get in because they are just they fill up so fast. So that, that's so what I did with, with my friend was was that like we tried the uh, we we were under the assumption, speaking of co-op, we were under the assumption if we did a private lobby or a private match, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The BAI. Um, yeah, that you play against AI. I'm like, that's fine. That's all we need. We just want to play the game together. I don't care. I don't need to play online to have a good time. He's he's in one part part of the of the city. I'm I'm over here. Let's just get together. But unless you have like a group of six people or four people or, or whatever that like Playing just two people on these tracks doesn't doesn't work. It just does not. It's very lonely. If you have the, yeah, it, it the is tracks lonely. Are so yeah, big and it's, they're so wide. There's so much space in these tracks yeah. for cars that are not that big. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I I understand why there's a choice between just quick match and 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 private and and to a certain extent. But then it's like if you want to play with friends, why? Like, why wouldn't they encourage you to play with friends online? It's just going to fill up the lobbies more and have more people playing this game. Like, why wouldn't you make that easier? It so can't be I, that much of a headache for matchmaking. Like, I, I am definitely frustrated with the way that they set up the online because yeah. um, the so the distinction here is private match and and quick play, which is public matches. So if you go into a private match, that is literally only people you invite that can join that game, and that game is close to everybody else. Not only are you not able to fill up the game with AI, which, you know, Age of Empires 2 fucking does that back in, like, (laughs) 1999. But it's like, like if you go into quick play, you can't make a custom lobby so that you can get your friends in before. So this is where the pain point is, where... In order to play with your actual real life friends, you have two options. You can join. You guys can just keep separately joining lobbies until you miraculously join one that only has like four people in it, and then and then invite them then. Because if it's anything more than like four or five people, it's gonna fill up before your friends able to accept the invite. Or you can play an entire match, and then when like four or five people inevitably quit at the end of that match, you invite them right away. And then hopefully in that small span of time, the host doesn't immediately kick the game off to the next level, right? And both of those are completely unacceptable because yeah. 
Yeah. Me and Phillips, it took us, at worst, it took us like maybe 15 whole minutes of trial and error just to get each other in yeah, a game. Uh, my experience was the same. It was the same. Another problem with the quick matches is it prevents you from sharing a map that you made in the map editor because there is a map editor where you can build your own courses and everything. And I would love to have a Halo custom game, Halo 3, be like, hey, guys, look at my new map I just made. It's a copy of Rainbow Road or something like that. It's impossible to show that off in a public lobby. You would have yeah. to make a private lobby, invite everyone in, and then select the map. Whereas in the quick matches, they just give you like five maps on the screen. They're like, vote for whichever one you want to play. We got spaghetti, spaghetti, a straight line, uh, what looks like a single jump to hell, and more spaghetti. <laughs> and they all look like cancer. And you're like, which one do you want to play? Which I, I do I, want to highlight that. It's really cool. I actually like that for the quick matches. But bad yeah. for custom, or not custom, but like being able to like share your maps that you actually made because these just seem to be random maps. And I, as far as I'm aware, they're all custom because a lot yeah, of them will be like custom. made by this. And I really do think that that's interesting because it is. Yeah. You get such a crazy, almost schizophrenic variety oh, in this God. kind of thing, because some of these games, some of these maps are like, this is fine. And some of them like look fun and they're terrible. They're yeah. terrible when you play well, they're them. They're too long. I, I ran into a couple that were too long. long. Like a, a lap was like four minutes. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, this is crazy. Like we were okay, doing one race for 15 minutes. Like, no. Campaign sorry. missions that are that long though. Like there's some campaign boss levels that are a four minute lap. And the yeah. whole time I'm just like, oh my God. And then I'll hit like a wall or something like that. Like I'll get hit by something. And I'm like, well, time to restart because yeah, dude. there's no catch up mechanics. There is this one that was like a death spiral. And I was like, this looks fun. And when I picked it, and turns out it is like 28 miles long of just a constant loop-de-loop. And I, I, we were driving, and I was in second place. And then somebody somehow caught up with me and did a pit maneuver on me. And I we were at the – which there's no way to tell. So yeah. when you're upside down, the music fades out, which I is love, pretty cool. I, I love that effect. Cool. I, lo I like the that. sound. The sound in this game is great. Like like the sound of all the engines sound different. Yeah, you go through the the loop. The 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 music sort of fades a little bit. I love that stuff. So it's like there's no real way to tell that I'm at the top of the loop except the music yeah. is starting to fade. And yeah. someone does a pit maneuver, and I instantly just bloop, just fall straight down. And I'm like, I'm finished. Like I'm yeah. done. I'm not going to be able to catch place. up. I have 27 miles left of this loop-de-loop. -loop. And then when you get to the loop-de-loop, -loop, Philip is like, oh, you're not going to like the end of this. Because it is just, it is like 90 degree turns going up a hill. Which means that if you take that at full speed, you're just going to just launch right over the yeah. turn and fly into the abyss. So I ended up getting like sixth place anyway. Because I got up to everyone who was crashing now, constantly at the end. Now that's a, it's a huge, that could be a huge pain in the ass, but I, I do appreciate that, like how they let you do pretty yeah. much whatever you want. Like that's great. And also the fact that someone can knock you off the loop like that, like that, that's, <laughs> that's like, that's cool because that is something that if you have a hot wheels track and the car's not going fast enough, it's going to fall straight down. You know, yeah. like, like that to me is like a touch of care, I think. Yes, it sucks if it happens to you, so fair enough. But also, at least that's possible. Your car isn't like glued to the ground. It's it's literally it acts like a to me it feels like it acts like a toy with you know whatever a little bit of weight to it. Oh my! Which, and when you hit a turn at full speed and you barely bump the wall, and then you just go no, just flop yeah, right it, off of the wall, and they're like okay. 
great. <laughs> Which is a highlight. Uh, I put in the notes just like different parts of the track, like loop to loops. There's giant jumps, which will send you to the moon when you go off, and because you are going so fast, and people will be like, "All right, you're gonna jump all the way across the basement, and then you need to land on this tiny bit." And so, if you are off a little bit in any direction, you're going to the moon. Yeah. Well, then there's a, what's, what's interesting is that there is a way to maneuver in the air. Which yes. I learned. Uh, the, so you can turn your car whatever direction you want. And if you're holding in one direction, it'll slowly push you. Slowly. But if you need to course correct, use the boost in the air. Like, just tap the boost. You will move. And then if you're too far, you can turn back around to the right and then boost in the right yeah, a little like, bit. Trying to, like, I've landed many jumps like that. Over here. Yeah, well, no. that's always, it's always trial and error, too, because the first time you hit that jump, you're for sure not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to crash. Yeah. I, I think it's cool, though, that, like, that, that, like, you can go and go off a jump, and then the next part of the track is literally on the ceiling, and you have to flip your car. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. That's Those so are cool. so cool. I mean, at first, yes, I screwed that up. I didn't know what I was doing, whatever. But then once they implemented that, and whether it was a custom map or whether it was single player online or not or whatever... I, I just I think it's that is a very cool, interesting way of doing that, because similar to like Mario Kart 8, where, yeah. you know, you're sort of stuck to areas that are sort of on the wall and whatever. It kind of has that feel to it. But because it's Hot Wheels and, you know, you're not racing Mario Kart and you're not literally stuck to the ground like you're you're using speed. It feels like you're using speed to change your direction and change what you're you're sort of moving on. And I. I enjoyed those little touches. I found yeah, that the magnets are cool. Yeah. I, the first time I saw one of those tracks that were on the roof, um, I've only seen it one time and I got it on accident the first try, but like I hit the ramp and then I slammed top first into the yep. track and then kind of tumbled for a second and then accidentally landed wheels up and then just kept driving. And I was like, oh, well, am I, did I break the game? And then the track slowly tur- turned corkscrewed around and I'm like, Wait, that was part of the track? Like they who did that? Some of these tracks are actually very cool and very creative. Like yeah. there's more than just uh Hot Wheels tracks. Like some people had like uh, a vent that we went through. You remember that level w- yeah. we played Philip? And we, there was like a vent. Place. And there was like a left turn and a right turn and the left one just sent you to fucking Hades to Davy <laughs> Jones locker. <laughs> God. And Philip and Philip was like just barely ahead of me and he went left and fell. He's like, "Nate, don't go left." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> How do you even play this in co-op? But a lot of times whenever I was ahead of you, because I had a Batmobile, so I was just faster than you 90% of the yeah. time. Yeah. So I would just tell you what's happening. I'm like, Nave, there's a tiny bump in the road. It looks like a tiny bump, but it will send you to the moon. You need to slow down once you go around this corner. I mean, when you're like, I'm already on my way to the moon. <laughs> I'll see you there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the unfortunate. Really, to me, the biggest disappointment was, was a lack of being able to pull off an easy way of playing with your friends. Like I, you know, against other people or against AI, like honestly, as simple as loading up, playing with friends and playing against AI should be basic. I don't care how difficult or easy it is. That was my biggest disappointment with it because I wanted to race with my friend. I wanted to race and, and get through some cool tracks. Like I just, I like the way this game felt. I honestly like the way it plays. I, um, I think that the points that you guys have pointed out as far as like, difficulties with the car and the lack of stats and all these t- yeah there's no Fair. drafting there's no catch-up mechanics by the way once you fall behind oh, odds oh are, my god unless the other the other drivers are humans they 
are never going to slow down. Like I'll complain about this later when we talk about the campaign, but there's many points where like, if you clip the terrain or just take a bad turn or anything like that, at that point you just pause and you hit restart because there's no hope of coming back. That's weird that with the no catch up mechanics as well, because when Especially, you play this online like aim for kids or something, you know? Yeah. It's definitely it's slightly younger for sure. I would say, I mean, there's difficulty settings too. Like there is an easy medium and hard, but I just picked the medium and I think I made it, I want to say I made it like 25, 30% through the campaign, whatever that is sort of equating to. So probably a couple dozen races, I would say. And, um, you know, some of them are time trials. Some of them are, are just basic races and stuff, but. Okay. You uh, that. Right, we're talking about the campaign real quick. They yeah. are, there's only like seven maps in the whole game for the campaign if you're did just, you, if you're did you move to a different area though did you... if you're doing the expansions yeah it's a whole nother yeah. ball game but yeah. if you are doing the base game with the boss fights and everything it yeah. is like the same seven maps only they're like hey you're gonna fight you know stegosaurus trucks on this one and i'm like okay cool and it's like now it's the same map but a time trial and i'm like yeah. are you not that cool and it's like are you gonna do the same map but now it's a bunch of gucci gang on this map at the same i'm like look i've done the same map three times the laps are four minutes long i just i want to play hoggers but i yeah. won't <laughs> this game too. and we all jan is like i can't believe you're still playing this hot wheels game and i'm like i know as i then plug in my keyboard to play dj max instead <laughs> <laughs> i i think i'm going to i think i'm going to play it a little bit more like i'm not just going to stop here i think i'm going to sort of play like offline i think i might and just like play around a little bit about the with the expansion uh different tracks and stuff but that's also unfortunate because like we we're we have the opportunity to play that because on game pass that stuff's included but if you don't have game pass and you just buy the base game it's another whatever it is 15 bucks 10 bucks whatever it is for each one of those and yes it's variety but also that that's unfortunate for people that are not able to experience it the way that we have because i wouldn't even have my roadrunner car if i didn't have it on game pass and that car was awesome it literally has the words beep beep on the side and that's all i needed to see (laughs) (laughs) all right uh the campaign sucks though for the record because it's not great it's not great the boss levels are very long and it's always just there's a new environmental hazard oh no there's spiders everywhere with spider webs so every 10 feet you get stuck in a web Oh my freaking just god! Drive those a monster are, truck. It makes you immune to them. Just drive. What? The, you know, yeah. 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 The monster trucks, trucks go over that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then it's like the next one's like, oh, it's scorpions. There's sneaky acid that's gonna slow you down. Drive a monster truck. They're immune to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next one. Oh no, there's a pterodactyl. And he's causing tornadoes. Which this one, I tried to use the Batmobile, made it to the last bit. And got hit by a tornado and a, mo- a monster truck beat me. So I had to replay oh. the whole level again. <laughs> and I played as a monster truck and just beat it. Oh, the final level. There's a spooky ghost that'll cover your screen in ectoplasm so you can't see. This one, just drive a regular car. It barely covers the screen, even though this is the final boss of the game. It's, I, I hated it's, it. Yeah, I, hate the, I hate yeah. so many it, things in this it's game. It's too basic. It's far too basic. Like it's it's terrible because Nave, you bought me stupid fruit racing for five dollars when it was on sale or whatever, <laughs> like two years ago. And I play that, and it's like you are mixing your power ups based on what fruit you gather to make different attack type things. It's a very interesting game. It what does orange well. and banana make? 
I don't know. I, I really don't know what the combinations are. I just pick up all the fruit. <laughs> I just pick them up. And then it's like different characters have different specials and they're all fruit themed and it's fun. And it has like a little tropical music. Like, do, 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 like, you know, <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> and I'm like, man, fruit racing's awesome. And then I come to this and I'm like, I really like the cars. The game is really pretty. It's much prettier than fruit racing. But boy, does it suck in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do you hit think the potential. The- do you think the game would be better if there were like power ups and shit? Oof, I don't or would so. it kind of like no. mess up the aesthetic of Hollywood? I think it would mess it up. Yeah, I, I think I think having boost on the ground and like the 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 things that like um uh power help you like boost. yeah give you more boost like all those all those little things that are I think I think that's that's enough. Probably, yeah, I think that's what enough. if what if each car had its own little unique thing like the T Rex car could like grab cars and oh, okay. knock them off the track and this stuff is what like i was that. thinking they need to make classes of cars like yeah. you'd be like oh this is like a speed class this, like all the accelerators oh for sure in the batmobile yeah. it's like these are designed for just pure speed or then you could have the monster trucks to be like these are already immune to environmental hazards they can break through anything that's cool the problem is with the monster trucks though is if anybody bumps into their wheels they instantly go to the moon they yeah, can literally go like under and above cars sometimes and stuff based yeah. on like what's happening to you in the environment yeah i have sweeped like, the legs of this one monster yeah, truck yeah, over yeah. and I over that too. Like, <laughs> so stupid like why are you even driving monster this truck's bad and i and this is the meantime i'm exp- I'm, I'm imagining a, a fucking 11 year old kid going stop hitting me <laughs> <laughs> no like you talk about like the there's so many dinosaur cars too like i don't know give them like a roar or something like that that like slows down cars nearby or anything like give them like classes of car like oh this is from dinos so it has roars this is a monster truck so like it beats terrain maybe like give an extra boost capsule to the speed cars or the accelerators yeah you could even do things like those teenage mutant ninja turtles could each have a unique attack like or like the batmobile could throw batarangs like it's like i mean that's 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 we're literally talking about quintupling the development time right now but (laughs) imagine the balance they would have to do with like 300 cars only like 170 cars in the game there's not an insane amount especially when a lot of them seem to be just like basic car model rip detail they all look good is the oscar meyer wiener in the game uh there is a street wiener i think is the name of the the wiener car but it is not the oscar Oscar Meyer meyer Yeah, it's not, not sponsored. <laughs> you saying you saying they didn't want to shell out for the licensing for <laughs> yeah, they wiener car? <laughs> oh man. Anyways, yeah, it's um this game yeah, has, I, has problems. But yeah, it is I, I think overall I, I have fun with it, it but it, the shortcomings are more glaring than than I wish they were. I think that's that's the issue. Like I like the way that it feels when I'm racing. I like the little like touches like like we were saying flipping the cars and stuff like i like how fast it feels and the variety of of, of what you can create with with oh, tracks yeah. but everything outside of that seems to be a little bit of a shortcoming and, and that is unfortunate i feel like the, it, there's there's only one, there's a one very simple solution to the online matchmaking thing and that is just to simply allow you to create a lobby before you go into quick play yes yes yeah Absolutely. So that you have the opportunity to invite your friends first and then join a game. Like, a it's party. that simple. Just a party. Like, well, how many games just has a party? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, having a pre-game lobby before you jump in, like Fortnite style. And in, in, even in that case, you, you it's like, 
in Halo Infinite, you can have a lobby and like with team. like seven or eight people in it. Yeah, you, yeah. you're not going to be able to join anything, but it's like it's like you can do that. You and it's can like, you could easily if you want do that. to. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's just depressing because the 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 online is kind of chill. Like I don't mind losing in this game. It's not competitive at all. It's very similar to Fortnite, where I was like, okay, I guess we lost. Whatever. You get points no matter what. Even when you lose, yeah. they give you like a whole crap load of Hot Wheels coins or whatever. Yep. And it's like 500 Hot Wheels coins for a box to get a new yeah. car. And you get like 600 if you get first place. And then oh, you like get like 550 or something if you come in like the top five. Like they're, yeah, they're like pretty they give generous. You so with much. It. Yeah. So you're getting a car, a race, which is insane, I feel. Yeah. A random car. Random car. There, the well, random. there is a store too where like there's a rotating store where like. Oh, yeah. You can spend 2,000 to get a legendary right away oh, if you my have 2,000 points. Speaking of that, in the campaign, there are secrets where it's like, hey, you can't oh, progress yeah. down the, because the whole thing looks like a tech tree where you just like, you need to beat this race to unlock this Great. part of the web. And there's like narrow points where there's just one node and it's like, complete the secret mission to progress. One of the secrets is complete three other secrets. And I'm like, God, that's not even a secret because you hover over it and it, <laughs> it gives you a hint. And then next one's like, you better get ready. You're about to be late. You better catch the bus. And I'm like, what does that mean? So that's it, <laughs> like, it, you know, it's like mortal Kombat one and two secret characters. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? No, where it's like it's like in the full moon you'll find me. And you're like what? <laughs> like like the something. It's like it's there's like look towards the moon. sky, and you're like what? It, it's like you. It's, so there's like one character where uh, you'll see. Shut up! <laughs> there's like one map where you'll see a moon, but then there's like uh, there's like a one in twenty chance that you'll see Santa Claus go across the moon, and that's what the. Uh, look towards the skies means oh my god and it's like there's a million horrible like go everyone go look up youtube videos of like breaking down the secret character like hints because most of them fucking suck most of them suck <laughs> well this game carries on the tradition because one the stupid bus one like i'm like okay so you probably need to drive the bus uh, of course i don't have the bus unlocked so i google how to unlock the bus and it's like you get it from blind boxes or you can be in the store if you get lucky i check the store it's not there i then use my five thousand gold tokens i have not spent to open 50 boxes never getting the bus and i'm like <laughs> all right then i guess i just don't do this challenge oh by the way the challenge is to beat the first level of the game with the school bus of course <laughs> <laughs> because then there's other ones that are just like hey beat the mean machines level with the hot dog car that's yeah. not even a secret let's just do that and i'm like yeah. okay I'll, I'll just do that because they give you the it wasn't the hot dog machine no it was, it was like, like it was hamburger. like a it's like a bread one or something it, it, like it looks like a toaster. toast yes, yeah it there's like they give you a toaster and then directly next to it is the mean machines level so it's yeah. like you unlock it, then I guess they are expected to use it on the next level. And it's like the first secret. So whenever I'm trying to beat the game, I'm going back there checking these ab- like obscure hit messages trying to beat this. Not to mention, God, the map is so terrible to navigate. And you have to like hover over the icons and figure yeah. out which course it is. And so I need to figure out where to take my street wiener to unlock the secret. And it's just so obnoxious. Meanwhile, I just want to play any other game. But I really just want to check this off of my checklist. <laughs> it's like well, that damn kid outside my window taunting my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. There she goes. 
<laughs> so I don't. You guys can barely see her, but like no, I she, see her. I I heard her kind of ooh, and then yeah. she slowly turns around to see if I'm looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and since I'm looking, she doesn't bark. Yeah. But now that I'm talking again, she's like, "Okay, I'm free to bark." <laughs> I got <Zelda>. this. <laughs> All right. Any more meat points before we head out? Hot dog car. Okay. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> okay. back hot wheels unleashed let's unleash our final words i'll take this first one this game is going to be a recommend for me even though i've been dogging on all this time pop it in install it i don't think it was that big play for maybe an hour and then uninstall and you'll you'll have the full experience at that point the the main story is not split screen so any co-op you're going to be playing is just two player on a track co-op local that's all you can do with no ai so that sucks sucks really bad (laughs) that sucks i don't know why they would even bother putting it in the game but it's there there's even achievement for playing split screen which oh man god there's just so many better racing games go play forza horizon go play mario kart any of them go play sonic and sega all-star racing transform 2 kirby air ride hydro thunder hurricane any of these games are just better racing games than this game Wave but race. The aesthetic is good. Yes. Wave race 64 is tight. Wave yeah. race. Yeah. So I it's gonna be recommended, but with a lot of asterisks and don't stay very long. But it's a great podcast game. I completely turned down the audio. There's now an Xbox app for Apple Music, finally, because I've been on Apple for the last 10 years of my life. I never moved to Spotify. So I'm like, great, I can use this. Bad news. The Apple app sucks. It does not allow I know you can't have smart playlists because usually I'm like, oh, I have smart playlists that are like the top 500 songs I've ever played in my whole library. It's just all one playlist. So I can hit shuffle and listen to it. Nah, that playlist doesn't work on the app. Sorry. It doesn't even show up. And I'm like, okay, I have a playlist that's like just songs that I've added in the last six months. So just like my new stuff. So I can always, you know, get some rotation in. I listen to that. Nope. Doesn't work. Oh, that sucks. Okay. What if I just go to all my songs and hit shuffle? Well, the thing is, the way Apple does shuffle on the app with more than like with giant playlists that have like 1700 songs in it, like my library seems to be, it only takes the top 100 and shuffle those. So if the yeah. song starts with A or B, I'm definitely going to hear it. But anything <laughs> else, I'm not going to hear. And I'm like, That's why? Insane. And this has been a known issue because me and Jana, have, my wife, have been talking about this my for wife. years about like, <laughs> why does it only play these like songs? If you have a set playlist, it will only shuffle the top 100 songs. And it's just like, this is insane. That's so stupid. It's been, you know, it's weird. Five years. I just, I watched a YouTube video like maybe a month ago talking about specifically this, which is weird. Like I, so I, it was talking about how shuffle like takes a lot more like bandwidth because of all of the songs and having to keep track and all of that stuff. But it's also like when they, I I think they was specifically talking about Spotify, but it's like I think Spotify used to have its shuffle used to be purely random. But like so if you're if you're listening to something random and the odds of you getting like Metallica three times in a row are, are it's like the same odds of you never hearing Metallica again, kind of because it's true random <laughs> to random. But so people would hear like three Metallica songs in a row and they'd be like, this isn't random. What the fuck's going on? But it actually is. Just, it just randomly you have 60 liked Metallica songs. I'm sorry. Like three of them popped up. You know what I mean? And so now it's like, it's an algorithm that's not random. It's a, it's like a specific, like, 
this one, like the first song and the sixth song are completely random. But the two in the middle are like songs that you listened to in the last couple months. And then one of them is a song you haven't heard in a while. And then it'll be a truly random song. And it's like, and it, and it purposefully, it's like if two songs by the same artist pop up next to each other, it, it distances them on purpose. It's like, this is an interesting ass fucking okay. video. Well, Apple has that with their like radio features or whatever. And that's what I ended up listening to. And I mean, it does be playing some hits that I forgot about. It's like, Hey man, I bet you like some uh, system of a down. You haven't listened to in a while. And I'm like, yeah, the radio star and all that. Yes, jazz. I would. Yes, I would. Yeah, I would. I'll listen <laughs> to this. Well, I race my, my metal cars on my plastic track. <laughs> oh, and so Dave brought up fucking wave race. I used to do this thing when I was a kid where I would take paper clips off the teacher's desk and I would pull them apart. So it looked like a wave race, little ski, like water ski yes. thing. And I would pretend I was playing wave race with like a couple of paper oh clips. My God. Did you guys ever do that? I obviously no. not. That's a weird thing in that. <laughs> that's good. No, I, I didn't, but that is a, that's a, that's awesome. <laughs> I promise, dear listener, open you can you can pull a paper I can clip picture it right now. Yeah. Like a oh 40 degree angle. It looks like one. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> okay. Dave, what are your final words for Hot Wheels Unleashed? Honestly, not that far off from yours. Um, because I do recommend playing this. Um, and I do recommend uh the experience of of playing this, you know, in, in just random quick matches, even if you want to get online play. That's the move. But yeah, I think that that's a big thing. I, I really do think that the whole multiplayer and co-op aspect of it is is a big, big, big minus on it for sure. Um, but like I said, I, I think that the game plays pretty well. It feels pretty well. I like how the speed feels fast, even though you're literally playing with toys. Um, they do a really good job of making you feel like you are, you know, shrunk down onto a a large track that is really just a toy. Um and I think I didn't try it, but I wouldn't be surprised that if you have it on a lower difficulty and you just play random, not even not even sort of campaign races and stuff, younger players could play this and and enjoy it and be like, look, I'm playing with Hot Wheels like there's an opportunity there. So yeah. I think that that could be a bonus. And yeah, and I recommend honestly, like giving it a couple hours and see if, if it sticks with you and and look how pretty it is, because I think it's a really good looking game and sounding game. So. Um, those two things are definitely bonuses too. So yeah, recommend, but with with some caveats. Well said. None of us made a track, did we? I no, I, I tried to, but oh, how was that? Track is a straight line, and then I published it straight <laughs> well to the online. It was that's what know. everyone did in Halo in Halo Three in Forge mode, where you just make us just a random box a square, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Nate, final words. Um, I'm gonna. Go ahead and say I don't recommend this game. Gasp with your two hours played. Exactly. (laughs) Who would have thought how I gave up very fast? It's it's mostly your ability to play with your friends. I would never play this game by myself. Whereas I I think my perspective is that I do play Forza Horizon Five by myself as like a podcast game. Mm -hmm. In this game, the novelty kind of wears off really fast. But if I was able to invite people like in a in a in a very easy way. Uh, as a co-op as a game to play with together with your friends this is a very anti-user experience um i think the game itself is fine and i think it's good if you want to just kind of zone out with some kind of racing game but like philip was saying there's so many more racing games that are out there uh this game is not worth 50 dollars I would definitely try and swing Game Pass if you can, but if you're listening to this on the Sony side or Steam, I need you need to definitely be waiting for a sale. 
Um, or if you're like if you're playing on PC, just get Forza Horizon on Game Pass and purchase the Hot Wheels DLC. Like it's worth it's it, even in that scenario where you're spending you know fifteen dollars for Game Pass and twenty dollars for the Hot Wheels DLC. That's still less than this game, and the Hot Wheels experience on Forza is incredible because like i said before uh forza horizon is wheel it's real world cars on a hot wheels track whereas this game is hot wheels cars in like blown up to like to where you're shrunk into hot wheels car size um yeah uh the game itself is fine but the multiplayer experience is very it leaves a lot more to be desired yeah agreed all right and with that, on takes point to thank Dave from Rumor Sixty Four. No problem, man. I, guys, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk games at any point of any level or satisfaction. So it's all good. No problem. <laughs> you should go check out his show. Links below in the description. Uh, so we don't have any mail or feedback this week, but I grabbed uh, quite a few Steam reviews. Uh, do you guys want to read one of them? Yeah, I got. Uh, I like this recommended one. That okay. says it From feels Shabba. like Mario Kart, Need for Speed, and a money grab all at once. Recommend. <laughs> Which he only and had, recommend. Yeah, he only has one hour on record. I don't know if we can trust that guy's review. Yeah, that's true. I didn't notice that until you said that. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to do sick underscore boy who put 226.1 hours in the game. And it says, I haven't, I've have put enough hours in this game to feel like I'm qualified to tell you it's a waste of your time and money. To be clear, I bought the ultimate stunt edition, which cost, cost me $90. <laughs> guy was really a believer. Yeah. He wanted it to be good, but it wasn't enough. He, he was, um, oh, what, what was it? Cope harder. He was coping for 226 yeah. hours. <laughs> and what's funny is like, you look at, so this guy's got four reviews, 2,264. This guy that has the 226 hours, one review. This is his one <laughs> this is review. The, the one game. One it broke him. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have this not recommend with this guy has 0.1 hours and he only has piece of bread is his name. And he just says, <laughs> Add more accelerators, you content, or add more accelerators content, you cowards. <laughs> Which accelerators Which, is like a, a a series of Hot Wheels. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a, yeah. I didn't even play the game, so like, <laughs> why is he want more accelerator content? The accelerator stand. God. It does. It, it's 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 definitely. He took it personally. Well, let's go back up to the store description. There's where it a says lot collect, of racers. Well, it says collect the best vehicles in Hot Wheels universe. Oh, he yeah. took it personally that all yeah. the accelerators are not in the game. Dude, <laughs> speaking of which, you know they added a new Gundam to Gundam. Uh, oh, what's the Gundam? Gundam Unity. Gundam. Gundam Explorers? Evolution. Gundam. Gundam Evolution, that's it. The the one we played for the pod or whatever. They added a new Gundam to it, and everyone got so butthurt in all my Gundam shitposting groups. Like, really? why did they put Gundam here? He sucks. They already have a Gundam from that series. They should have put my favorite Gundam. And I'm like, oh my god, this is great. Which which Gundam is it? I don't remember, but he's like a defensive Gundam. He has like a shield. My like kind of Gundam. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, and he can like jetpack up really high for some reason, even though He's like defensive. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. He's a weird dude. I don't play him. I've been, I'm too busy playing gun tank and <laughs> soldier 76. Jim, Jim's the man. Is Jim right. still busted? Did he get nerfed? No, he's still good. Thank uh, God. The, the final one from Tempest Fugit. It was a not recommend after 0.2 hours. The first thing that happens when you boot up the game, you open multiple loot boxes and you get an achievement called the first one is free. 
and it says blank off or you know I wonder what that off. word says i don't know but uh, it looks like a lot of hearts too. Off? so maybe they really enjoyed it i don't know yeah I don't mi- know. Mi- mixed messages here <laughs> yeah. so the steam community has spoken and now we're going to be spoken about what we play next week nave um i Step think it it's going to be a teenage mutant ninja turtles game we need to oh. get the cowabunga collection the cowabunga collection we'll have to use our patreon money for that one good because i had like four games lined up and i expected you not to like any of them <laughs> i mean skate three pretty yeah, good well, I, I still need to talk to we're talking to someone and if we push that episode back then it will if it's going to be tm tmnt then those games aren't that long yeah cowabunga right. collection i have played uh i did not play with other people i played it solo but it is it, it is literally it is a collection it is great it is 100% worth your time and money, I, I say, personally. So Wait, speaking of Patreon, uh, Philip, you didn't ask Dave if he likes a OST or something. Man, you're right. I need to put that in the notes. I'm missing all the, the bonus questions. <laughs> so, Dave, we have a Listening Together side series. Our most recent coverage of Hades, I think, just went out on the 15th. Probably. Yes. Do you have a notable game OST you would recommend that we take a look at? Or closer. Um, I mean, Hades is definitely one of them. Hades is uh, excellent, but um, Oxenfree. I don't know if you guys have played Oxenfree Oxenfree? from about ten, eight eight years ago, seven years ago. I can't remember exactly. Uh, Oxenfree is awesome. Yeah, it's very like um, it's kind of like those lo-fi beats uh, uh, mix uh, playlists and stuff that you can find on YouTube and pretty much everywhere now. It's that kind of vibe. It's a little bit creepy, but uh, but very chill at the same time. I love it. I, I listen to it all the time. Um, I have it on rotation constantly since I played that game like six years ago. Um, it's great. Oh, mm. which speaking well, of OSTs, look at this. My Ooh, my fucking Cult of, of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb double vinyl came in. Look at this. You guys can see this on our Instagram. I've got a bunch of pictures of it. But nice. It's a double vinyl, and the so. If you guys have seen Cult of the Lamb, you kind of, it's the very it's a very similar art aesthetic, but the LPs look like blood. Yo, it's that's really crazy. Cool. But it, it's like it's like blood red and it's see through. But it also has like in the Cult of the Lamb, you collect like worshiping point, like worshiper points or whatever to level a stuff up. It looks like that coming yeah, out like of the, the little like white things that you collect. The little <laughs> yeah, but they're black instead. <laughs> so black, that's the awesome. Black on that blood red, and it's all see through on this vinyl. Looks cool. It looks so freaking cool. Nice. All right, definitely I think... worth however much I spent. That covers everything for this week. So, thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe next time we can all play with tiny cars in our basement together. Or hit maneuver your friend off a loop-de-loop. <laughs> Bye. Bye.